0: Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I am one of the hosts, Ryan Sawinski. And I am Bartek. Hello, Bartek. How are you? Good. I'm very good as well. Thanks for asking. And how Um, are you, Ryan? I'm all right. And Uh, this has
1: been Spit and Polish (laughs) Asks, but after answers. (laughs)
0: Yeah, exactly. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Um, so, we're spin-polish, likingly because we're always spitting. We both happen to be Polish. We know this tradition of telling the audience why we're called that, called so that tradition. the audience can sit there and go, ah, it all comes together now, like a fine tapestry, like a stanza, you know? It, it just rhymes. So, Bartek, what's an unappreciated masterpiece for those not in the club? Not in the funhouse. Well,
1: for all the peeps in the club, a U-M <laughs> stands for Unappreciated Masterpiece. Not um. Um, no? <laughs> That's the punchline. An Unappreciated <laughs> Masterpiece is a film that does not currently have the love that it deserves. That means that, you know, maybe once it did, maybe mm. it never had it. We don't know. But what we want to happen in the future is a nice increase in love popularity and possibly even like a cult status.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also for Green Book to have its Oscar taken away and given to whatever movie we're covering.
1: Yeah, and I think that's all. I think that's fair. Which will in turn turn Green Book <laughs> into an unappreciated masterpiece.
0: Exactly, and then we have to do an episode <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah. So
1: unfortunate that. But Bartek, what is the film we're covering? This episode we are covering. Niezwykłe życie Ego Grina. Ego. My favourite. It is kind of funny for me because it's like an apostrophe <laughs> ego kind of thing. Oh you know. my
0: god. I got to see it written down instead of you telling me it. That's great. Um, I don't speak Polish. I know a curse upon me and my soul. Anathema. Whatever that means in Polish. Um, so I, I have to have you translate it for me. Or the audience can Let's listen
1: oh, Good attempt Good
0: attempt Good attempt But not, not close We're not doing The Hunt for it at October You can work on the pronunciation <laughs> <laughs> Yeah you could work On that articulation A little less spitting involved But you're almost there A little bit too close To the German vernacular But you know You're almost there So Bart's like What is it?
1: Niezwykłe means unusual. Ah, oh, we're doing the unusual suspects. I knew it. No, that was a very Niezwykłe <laughs> guess, Ryan. Życie <laughs> <laughs> means life.
0: Okay, the unusual life? Yes. What does Timothy mean? <laughs>
1: Timothy, third voice, means <laughs> Timothy. Oh, right,
0: right. I get what you're saying now. Okay, the unusual life... Of Timothy, you had of there, right? Uh, well, or is it just the unusual life, Timothy? Well, polish because we skipped of, I guess. Polish doesn't really
1: have all those weird connecting words like va of and and, okay. and all that. Uh, but we can put that there in the in the in the proper translation. But sure. this, is, this is the hard one. The apostrophe ego. Sort of in, in this in this <laughs> particular case, kind of fits into to like a, a possessive kind of thing. So it, it, the unusual life is Timothy's. So there is an is, but not a of. Oh, okay. No, no, no. That was my okay. explanation of the oh, definition. I'm okay. not saying that it means oh, is. Okay, so okay. the unusual life belonging to Timothy's. the uh, unusual life. Okay. Timothy greener means green.
0: Okay. Now, why does that get an "a" ah at the end, like an "a" at the end, and not just green? <laughs> like, like, I get, like, like, why does that get that instead? Like, why, why is I Timothy c- still? I Tim- can't. Like, g- I, I just. Yeah, I can't. I'm I, can't the Polish you,
1: language. I can't give you the full <laughs> on, uh, you know, Polish grammatical thing that it does, but adding it in this situation adds to the the, the possessive thing so towards this Timothy Green character we, we'd, and we'd, An Unusual Life. So,
0: refresh me, we're doing The Unusual Life
1: of Timothy Green. Well, if we were to literally translate Unusual Life Timothy Greens. Okay. Unusual Life Timothy Greens, which is very similar to that 2012 title, The Odd Life of Timothy Green.
0: Oh my god, we're doing The Odd Life of Timothy Green? Oh my god, it, it felt like... You know, we started this episode in 2012, and we're finally you know, here, in 2019. You know, I,
1: I compared this title to that movie, but now that I think of it, I think they are the same movie, and this was just the Polish title. Can for that I introduce one. the guest? We can. No, I said, can I? I didn't say can we. I said we can, but I won't, and you will. That's what I was implying. Uh... You. the unusual so words. So we're of joined
0: me. by the unusual life that is. Grayson Brown Well, wow, that's fucking transphobic you <laughs> asshole <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't apply that you did <laughs> that's so good. I just meant that you smelt so um <laughs> I how dare you bring that up this is a podcast and they don't know that <laughs> so they can't feel me they can't so they can't know that you can't deny it. you can't deny it they yeah, don't know the truth I
2: mean they don't know the truth that I actually the... record in a different room because of my stench
0: <laughs> it's such a powerful odour <laughs> and it's not even even bad it's uh, let's just get, very let's strong let's started into the movie and i'm going to talk about <laughs> a, a smell just laughing picturing
1: that just someone in a different room
0: <laughs> we had to put them in a hyperbaric chamber in the <laughs> middle of the sea so uh, let's get the start of the episode i'm actually going to tell a story about my journeys this week with with two individuals who smelt bad just okay. connect it through oh. <laughs> or not or smelt one of them didn't smell bad they smelled something so get your copy I of They the were smelling
1: something or they smelled No, they
0: smelt of something. Okay. It's hard to determine. Um so get your copy of The Odd Life of Timothy Green from 2012 ready because we have a copy, I have a copy, you have a copy. We're all joined in the copy club. Uh, <laughs>
2: and why would we? It's free on YouTube. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, there's a pirated copy
1: um on YouTube. Oh, it's
0: like shorter though.
2: Is it? I didn't I, I didn't watch that one because I was like, I can't watch
1: Is it. Is it like mirror image of the audio? Who knows? Or it's
2: cr- it's like zoomed I in. I love those. Like, okay. like- Disney,
0: get on to them. So I'll get your caught because I'm going to start this in from three and go down to one. And I'm going to say play. You press play. And we'll be lined up as we speak about the movie. But Ryan, are you also going to say two in between there somewhere? Yeah, somewhere. But I didn't want to do the full countdown and then do it again. That's fair. You Repetition. don't want to like, reveal your secrets. <laughs> I don't want to reveal my secret card trick. <laughs> okay, we're going to start this in three, two, one play so my story about s- people who smelled happened succinctly one after the other I was traveling on the tram to work a gentleman got on the tram who was clearly an alcoholic of some variety not like a homeless guy just some guy who was just stinking of booze. He, you know he just was drunk off his face and he demanded that they must open every single window of the tram because it's like an oven in here and he proceeded to lean over me was that this month? That was literally Friday. So uh, a day or two ago. So. so
2: Friday wasn't that hot, was it?
0: It was like 18. So Which so is awful that for in <laughs> Absorb that in. So he <laughs> leaned over me, armpit right in the face. Yum. So I got the full absorption of that. Pulled down the window. I had the wind on my face now, so that was at least blowing the, wind, the smell away. And then after he left, like literally after he left, off the tram a couple stops later, this person got on. And um, they were a character. I loved them. They were a very, very um, uh, interesting person. They were wearing full denim mm-hmm. outfit um, with with uh, uh, like uh, safety pins all over it. so a like real punk aesthetic. But then a bright rainbow hat that said, I'm queer. And then they sat next to me and they smelled strongly of something and i don't know if it's like a bad thing but you know it's overpowering no matter what yeah. and then they grabbed out of their bag i i swear to you 100 million scratchies and just started going through their lottery things and scratching all the debris all over me what and i just was this? This was on the way to Glen Ferry, so (laughs) on the 70 tram line. So this scratching all this, and I'm and I'm just like brushing off. I'm like, hey, could you could you like um move over a little bit so you you're getting all your debris on me? And they just looked me dead in the eyes, and then just went back to Scratchy. Like, excuse me, I'm queer. <laughs> Imagine if they weren't. They were just like, I want, I want, won the hat. Well, maybe they looked at you just. I won like... <laughs> the hat from a scratchy. Now, they looked at be... you. They pointed the hat. <laughs> the hat was on backwards. So oh. They couldn't even point at the hat. So only people behind them knew. Yeah.
1: So he he didn't want you to know. Was it he? I don't know. Oh okay.
0: It could have been like, like it was one clear, of those like... ones. I don't know, I didn't want to make a guess because it was just like very, very gender non-binary kind of aesthetic going on so I didn't want to guess and I wasn't going to ask them. I'm like, hey fellow individual who smells a lot. Um, <laughs> Not bad. <or> something. <laughs> Just a lot. I see queer, but gender? What one? And they'll be like, well, excuse me, I'm going to put my scratches away and have this <laughs> theological discussion right here and now on the 70 tram line.
2: Huzzah! And it, as we all know, it's
0: very, very polite to ask a stranger <laughs> their gender on a tram. So... And I was being polite by having headphones on the entire time. They would have so... scratched you if you asked. I can't believe you engaged. Like,
2: I would have <laughs> well, well I did Probably not well it was popular. one of those days yeah, where
0: if I went through the whole story of my public transport, that singular event, it would go for the whole two hours yeah. of this podcast. Slightly and it was one of those show. ones it was one of those ones where it's just like my emotions were just so racked up at that point where it's just like if I do not tell one of these people in my own sort of way to go fuck themselves, then I'm gonna regret this forever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you, you you've worked in hospitality. You must have that I sensation. Only work in hospitality. Well, I didn't want to make assumptions. Maybe you're <laughs> like, I've moved on. I've moved to on. farming. <laughs> 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 I, I, I no, I've moved on to pencil factory manufacture.
2: Also, like, I I assume <laughs> this is a small town, and thus a lot of jobs are in the pencil pencil factory and the pencil museum. But did they have? Was oh, it jobs? a pencil museum? <laughs> There's two. There's the Pencil Factory and the Pencil Museum. I was confused C- Can I just
1: point out, you, you started this whole thing about also, but that's the first thing we've said about the film. Yeah, I oh, yeah, know. We're because... talking about the film now.
2: <laughs> I find more and more when I'm on, we don't talk about the film. No, I like...
0: want to talk about the film. I just want to get that out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. You guys had more questions than I expected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So... Um, Drought.
2: Like, did they, did they have... The there's those jobs like before they met each other or did they well
0: uh well I think they met at high school because she dressed up as a pencil and yeah but
2: you could dress up as a pencil no but they made doll. it they
0: made it sound like the first girl he ever met was at school and he saw her at a like a parade at school where she okay. dressed up as a pencil so my assumption is they met when they were like young kids. Or teens, or whatever, and they've been together since. Okay. And I... that was my assumption. Oh, Outback, because uh, oh, yeah. he's Australian.
2: Oh. I'm very Clever. quickly learning that I did not pay much attention to this. Well, movie. this
0: film is pretty nuanced. So, this is a pencil museum. Thank you for. Mm. C- giving that because in my notes I did write what is this a museum of because I got the feeling Pencils. that Diane Wiest is like one of those rich recluse women who decides that she's going to turn her house into a museum which is actually pretty common in rural towns at least for me in Australia like I grew up mm. in a rural town and there is one or two people or some communities within my rural town that's like yeah we're going to make a museum dedicated to like there the this- town and it's just like it's someone's house that they've converted into like and when the colonists came and got rid of those oh. aboriginals, we celebrated by dancing. And it's all like, goodness. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I was going to speak
2: of a much more good example of that. My dad, <laughs> for some of my Steve teenage Tyler? years. Yeah, my dad, Steve, what is happening? I know, that's (laughs) from like three or four podcasts ago. Um,
0: That's from your... Like, years ago. I know. My dad... Uh, Everyone's
2: dad is Stephen Tyler. uh Uh-huh. My dad uh, lived in Seymour for some of my teenage years, and um, he would, like, uh, figure out, like, places we could go to, like... Ah, You know, when I was with him on the weekend, and... um, Somewhere near Seymour there was a house that was turned into a crystal museum, like Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like painted on the sides with crystals that weren't half bad. I and mean, we went in and there was like a like a black light with like glow in the dark crystals. Oh my and God, that is this a house is so museum cool. that I
0: went to it was really cool. Um so it was also a gift shop. <laughs> I knew nothing about this movie really, other than it was a modern fairy tale. I had never heard of it. I... Oh,
2: sorry, I have to pause. Supposed... He's cutting the tomato's face up, and this is a pet peeve I have from uni, where we watched a David Cronenberg film where a woman cut the tomato's face up. Oh, you mean and...
0: um um well, shivers, shivers. shivers. Yeah, I hate that movie. So I love much. it. Of course, you fucking love it. Do. Love it. You know why I love it? The main hero is a rational hero, which. He's about to kiss a girl. He sees that she's got a monster in her mouth and he immediately is like, no, and punches her and runs away. I hate. it. I that. love it. My Or when he runs down the stairs and he is barking and it's like a bunch of children on dog leashes and his reaction is run away. Like he's just like, oh no, I'm not going to deal with this crazy shit right now. Run away. I loved it. I, I loved just, it. I, I, it. I don't think there's a movie that we have agreed on. Um, I think we all very much enjoyed the last film we covered.
2: Oh, that's right. No, yeah, I'm sorry. We, we are united by Rick Mayall. I forget this. Thank you. And Black Adder. Yeah. yeah yes.
0: we, all, we all like St. Trinian's saint trinians (laughs) so yeah i didn't know much about this movie so i walked in knowing that it was going to be magical realism fairy tale and that this kid timothy green was like a magical kid didn't realize that he wasn't like a then natural kid i didn't realize there was going to be like this whole saga about them not being able to have kids so this movie really threw me for a loop but it started out so depressing and everyone's crying and then i got curious, and I looked up who the director was because it's like, oh, this is directed and written <laughs> by the same person. And then I realized it's the guy responsible for such things as What's eaten Gilbert Grape? And I'm like, oh, this adds up 100%. And I even and think... And about a boy. And about a boy. He at least wrote the screenplay for that. And uh, then the story by this is by Frank Zappa's son, Ahmet Zappa. And when I saw his name in the credits, I, I paused it, and I literally screamed out loud. I went, ah! Oh, this is going to be crazy. And then it was.
2: It was crazy. I it just, You can clearly tell this is majority written by men because of the way it treats, like, adoption and not being able to have children. To oh, age. yeah. It's just... It's treated in a very... It's like... It's not necessarily treated horribly and badly, but it's just... And also, like, the attitudes to, like, child
0: abuse are very, very strange. Oh, you mean that every single adult in this movie, other than Uncle Bub and his wife, are abusive in some way Was to a children? Bob Bob Bub or Buck? Bub. Bub,
2: okay. I don't, I don't, because we were talking before and you said that Joel Edgerton and... Jennifer Garner. Jennifer Garner were bad parents. Parents. I don't... They are. They they've got problems and like they're helicoptery and like they don't oh, yeah. let Timothy. I'm do.
0: not saying bad is in terms of they should not be allowed to have a child. I mean it's just oh, like, okay. bad in terms of they well. don't know what the fuck they're doing.
1: Yeah. Oh okay. And their their whole m- their life life motto is like making mistakes and learning from.
0: Yeah, them. and they are focused on the wrong things. Like they okay. don't get to know who Timothy is. They get to know what they want him to be. Which is a bad way of doing things. You know, they don't like the... They don't care. Like, when he is himself, they are kind of embarrassed by it. Yeah. Uh, They like it when he is what they projected him to be, Mm. which is kind of not what you should kind of do. Mm. I mean, that's kind of the lesson. Like, he... uh, Joel Edgerton didn't like that about his own father. And that's why he kind of becomes his own father at Mm. some point in the movie, Mm. Joel Edgerton.
2: This scene is so strange.
1: It is strange. But Bart's like, what about you? Did you have any kind of knowledge of this movie? I knew... This film, based on the trivia point about Mr. Doug Walker, I knew that this... Give context to who, who so that is. Doug Walker is an internet man who has a show called Nostalgia Critic. Oh, um, and I remember, I used to be very- big. I just want
0: to give you context, Grayson, just leaned past <laughs> their microphone, and gave a very concerned look, like, are you going to list me as serial killer right now? And then you said nostalgia critic, lean back, and just was like, oh, thank God. I was worried that it's like, a uh, Mr. Doug Walker, you know, that man
1: who wears women's skin.
2: I, I just didn't know who Doug Walker was. And I'm like I was like, should I know who Doug Walker no, was? No, That's why no, I was just, like,
1: please clarify, Bartek. Yes, I was going to. Um, so yeah, there was, there was a time where I was a big fan of his and then he stopped doing his show because he wanted to move on to another show, hmm. but then he made a 30-minute short film about why he's bringing his show back. And After
0: then... his three and a half hour long film about why he was taking his character
1: away. Yes. <laughs> That's a <laughs> and... that real thing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, in, in that short film, he likened one of the major reasons as to bringing the character back was that... <sighs> He, in real life, watched this film, The Odd Life of Timothy Green, and thought to himself, I-, I should start the show again. I need to do an episode about this. And the
0: question I have is, Doug Walker does not have children. Mm-hmm. So why did he see this in the cinema?
1: You know, it was t- Like, like it that's was something
0: I, I ask myself. No, like, no. why, why would you, as a full-grown adult, go see this movie without any kind of family to go with? Well, he's a
2: film critic,
0: No, he he wasn't doing that And also he's an internet film critic So he's not like a proper one who goes out and sees every movie And reviews them His whole thing is he's a nostalgia critic So he reviews movies from his nostalgic childhood So why is he removed why Why did he as a full grown adult Without any career opportunity And no family to speak of Go and see this it's just such a weird thing because the strength of this movie is it is purely a family movie. Like, like this is kind of... ice. I can understand why this movie has a bit of a negative thing when it comes to just pure adult factor of watching this. And if you don't put the child within you uh, to enjoy this movie, like, it's like when you... You can rewatch as an adult kids' movies that you watched and go, they're terrible. Like, you could watch Jumanji today and go, the special effects aren't good, the story's sloppy, blah, 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 but you have to put the child aspect of yourself in there.
1: Well, Ryan... Clearly you didn't watch the 30-minute short film where he not only outlined why he's bringing the character back, but why he's going to now stretch out the time limit for what he considered as nostalgic.
0: Oh, Okay. Which is, he'll just do (laughs) whatever. Which is anything, pretty much. (laughs) I was nostalgic for this movie as Um, well.
1: But anyway, other than that, I I vaguely, vaguely remember his review for it. But I was thinking to myself, like, wasn't there some kind of like fantasy element? Like, the kid was really in touch with nature or something like that? Mm. And then, you know, when he was born out of a box during a magic (laughs) rainstorm or something, Mm. it hit me that maybe this is a fairy tale type of film. Uh.
2: Why did they... what... What sort of leaps did the, did Joel Edgerton and Jennifer Garner get to, to, we're going to bury this box and it's going to be fine. Is it the wine?
0: Yeah, wine does that. Wine does that? Wine does that. I wouldn't know. Well, again, wine that's... does that. Like, it's like, you know, again, to go to Jumanji for a second. Oh, at the please. beginning of Jumanji, the box is buried you know, they see that you see like Victorian era like or whatever. The Jumanji? Yeah, the Jumanji game board. Mm-hmm. You've seen Jumanji?
2: Yeah, but like well, when there's at the very
0: beginning they have like Victorian era of Jumanji people, and they throw the box and it gets buried and the thing. They were drinking wine before, that's why they did that. I say, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very scary.
1: <laughs> I suppose for us who are having a film discussion, this might come across as maybe oh, it might inspire more of a cynical reaction. But I feel like with films that try to do that try to have, like, a fairy tale uh, Mm. story aesthetic, there kind of has to be that element of they did this because it's, like, a fairy tale story. Mm. I think
0: it's also one of those things, too, it's really hard when you say that for for modern audiences also to take that into consideration when it's set in a modern-day setting. When you think of fairy tale, you think of... Is this set in modern
2: day? Like, what era is this set in? Well,
0: I think it's today, right? Like, don't they have, like, phones? Like mobile? Oh, yeah, phones, don't they or... have like cell phones? Like doesn't he answer his phone at work when um that's right. she's like, oh, yes, that's got right. oh, yeah, yeah, me yeah, yeah. The boss sh- was
1: giving the speech, it's like, Are we interrupting something? Yeah. yeah, and then he proceeds to just
0: keep going on his phone. Like if my boss said that to yeah, me, didn't even, he I didn't would even immediately answer this phone. He like, he hadn't even answered
1: the phone yet. Yeah, I know. I also <laughs> like
0: that the boss knew it was his phone <laughs> with a generic ringtone and he was standing behind the boss. So he was and with, he like looked, three others or something. And he was just like, Green, are we interrupting something? Then turned around Ron Livingston knows a phone dial sound of like yes sir so you're he, you're interrupting he was Johnson all, he was in office space he knows. He knows these things. I think you're right. Like we have to take that grain of salt that the logical lapses of, of movies like this of why did they bury it in the backyard? Is it just it is that kind of magical realism thing? And you apply the, yes, they're drinking wine. They're very very sad, but also they're very very giddy and they're kind of just doing these things that I mean normal people wouldn't do. I mean they never really go to the police or they never take the kid to a doctor. They take them to him to a botanist because he's got plants well, well, on it. They try to. So go... that's like the logical leap of yeah. what would be a fairy tale logic. It's like you know, uh,
1: you know, that's the kind of thing. Well, to be fair, in a few minutes they do try to go to the police, but they kind of backpedal away from that. Oh. So well, to he kind already, of like keep he, into the fairy tale. Yeah, thing.
0: He, yeah, exactly. But I think he stopped doing it because he realized what happened by looking yeah. in the backyard. Poor Joel Edgerton, he looks like he's about to cry.
1: Yeah, and the fairy tale really centers not about the character whose name's in the title, but the parents. Like mm. the 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 magical thing happening in the fairy tale is to teach them a lesson, and in the end, like, we're going to bring it up eventually, the video you sent me last night, Ryan. <laughs> God, um, I
2: hated that, I couldn't
0: watch it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought it would be valuable to talk about. Like, a lot of people were calling this, like, a really sad film, like, uh, very sad, they cried at the end, but, and, and some people even said that it had a sad ending, but... I mean, it had a bittersweet ending, I mean, yeah, something sad happened right before the ending, but the ending itself ended on an optimistic note.
0: Yeah, and we're talking about the fact that, spoiler alert, uh, Timothy dies. Uh, you know, that's sad, but then I... they get rewarded with the, with a the new child, you Again, know? and th- through the hard effort that they've put in, you know.
2: Again, c- calling, I might be calling myself out, Okay. accidentally for not paying attention but you I will. didn't get that he died I thought he was just reabsorbed back into the earth Oh yeah but that's, that means yeah, he's right. he's
0: dead for them like he's not going to be their kid okay. around like you know I mean like I, he's I will say he this. is dead on a level I was uh, just before you say yeah, go I ahead. think one of the things I would have appreciated about the movie just a little critique uh, not a critique just a little thing that I personally would have liked I think it would have been a beautiful image if he got reabsorbed into the ground and then like a a sprout came out of the ground and he became a tree and it's like he's always in he's always with them in their Mm. yard like Like, once on this island yeah and you know like it could have been a nice little visual thing like when we see them at the adoption agency and they come back and there's now that tree in their yard and like joel edgerton puts his hand on it and it could it could have been a little sweet or something you know and uh, the trees leaves get turned into the pencils and it could have cute little cute but like they want children to cry so that i can give that video to grayson to make you feel very upset i
2: really didn't like it
0: but i just thought it would be valuable to show because there's this viral video it has like nine million views or something ludicrous it?
1: was it like three and a half million? Oh, million oh three and a half million i've
0: been watching a lot of random things there are for, multi-millions for the, multi-millions a viral hit Nonetheless, and it's like this: these children, one in particular, crying their eyes out with sadness in the about the back of the car right after, while their film, parents yeah. laugh uh, about this movie. And I thought it'd be very valuable because I had a feeling that Grayson, you would be kind of more cynical one about this movie a little bit in comparison really? to us two, because you're always cynical about the movies we choose.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, poor sorority but, but boys. Usually...
0: Oh fuck, so <laughs> transphobic bullshit. So, so why I said it was, I just wanted to emphasize. Well, this is a movie that is emotionally engaging, especially towards children. And I thought, now oh, this video is also a sensational viral hit. So I thought it could be something interesting to kind of bring up that this is something for children. And I want to ask, if you were a child and you saw this movie, would this be one of the ones that would have touched you as a kid, or one of the ones in your repertoire of movies?
2: Probably not, because it's not in line with any of the other ones that are like that. I I was... The the ones that I clicked with were ones that we had on videotape that we had no right to have on video. Like? um, I cannot remember the name of some of them. I do not know where my parents got them. Um, the one one that we did have right to own was The Animals of Farthing Wood, but we only had, like, part one. So I <laughs> don't know to this day how that ends. But I and know never the will. first part. Um, We had, like, a bunch of... This is calling back a, a very strange childhood memory. We had a bunch of like <laughs> short cartoons that yeah. were like, they were in English, but like thinking about them now, I think <laughs> they were from like France or something. Okay. Okay. And one was about- Yeah, him. they're called Madeline.
0: We get it. Exactly. I
2: did watch Madeline a lot as a kid. They had, there was this uh, kid, no, the, a, mouse, a mouse dentist, and I do not remember anything else. I watched Mighty Mouse as a kid a lot because my grandpa got What about Batfink? uh batfink was on yeah i did i didn't watch it i didn't i liked batfink
0: hugo agogo is the best villain ever oh my God. there's literally an episode of batfink where it's like every villain teams up together to take down batfink and it works there but was, then it doesn't work because they're idiots there
2: was like a speed racer ripoff where he like took pills or something oh like... you,
0: uh, roger amjet yeah roger
2: amjet where roger amjet.
0: He, he's a hero yeah yeah, yeah, he's gonna take pollution down to zero. Yeah, yeah, and he takes proton <laughs> and he takes proton pills. Proton pills. That's proton right. pills, which are just, just steroids. Yeah,
2: that was like on ABC for like yeah. ten minutes before the adult like programs started. Oh yeah, so
0: so what about you, Bartek? If you were a kid and you grew, you had this movie in your childhood, would this be one that would emotionally
1: affect you? Would it be one in your repertoire of movies to watch? I think maybe a younger version of me would have enjoyed this one. I think the only film that ever made young me cry was uh, Cast Away with Wilson. <laughs>
0: What I love, what I love, is you chose a non children's movie. I kids' films. Ah uh, yes, when I watched Saving Private Ryan when <laughs> I was a, a seven year old boy, I also cried when when that guy got slowly stabbed to death by the Nazi. They let go. When a I tear sim- went down my face. When I simply I devoured my... Silence of the Lambs when I was just <laughs> eighty years old. The
2: moment where he well, uses the guard's face as quickly, a mask. just quickly, just oh.
0: quickly, what is the movie that that what is a movie that leaves mind that you saw at a very young age that you probably shouldn't have seen mine was the thing my parents made me watch the thing because my mum loves kurt russell and i was a, i'm a, not to brag but i was a bit pretty i was a pretty mature kid when it came to movies like i could i knew what it wasn't real I from can't... a very young age but i could still absorb myself in it you know okay batik do you want to go first because i i don't think i have a film to be um. honest i've got a book hmm. what one Lolita, when I was nine years old, what a lovely tale.
2: Vladimir Nabokov. Mm. Uh, I'm only saying that because I remember his name, and I'm proud. (laughs) Um, it was a book, I do not remember the title, it was a book that my dad <laughs> gave me. It was very, very thick, and it was green and had a black Labrador on the cover, and we had a black Labrador at the time. Oh, right. so um, you would have
0: like, kid's book?
2: No, dad was, and I was I was probably mm, 12, maybe a little bit older, and I was reading at, like, a very high level, but I was sticking to, like, younger books, because yeah, they yeah. were fun and easy to absorb, and, uh, and we'd... Like Artemis of Fowl or something? I actually didn't read Artemis Fowl, my brother did, though. Like, oh, no, he read Datora Request. Like Animorphs. Uh, no, younger. Like I was reading like kids' books. Because Goosebumps. They were no. Shut up. See <laughs> um, <C-C> spot run. <laughs> good God. Run um, spot run. Just like stuff that I, I would take out the same book out of the library every week because I loved it so much. Yeah. And Dad was like, Well, why don't you read? Why don't you read something like bigger and like more challenging and you'll, you'll be able to enjoy it. And so like it was this book with a labrador on the cover. This book. So the Labradors, the dogs in the book were sentient and could talk to each other, but the humans didn't know that they were sentient. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of standard rule. And they met; these two dogs met in a park, and it eventually transpires that transpires that the other dog has an evil owner, and you're like, "Oh no, the dog's got an evil owner!" That poor dog. Yeah. And then the dog eventually; it also transpires that the dog is also evil and also oh, helps to kill right. the owner's wife. Right. And I remember the owner's wife being like her body being hung up in in the park where no one could see. Right. And the wow, the, yeah, and the the good dog, the black lab, um. Try Like, eventually, it, it culminates... I cannot remember much else, but it, it culminates in that the dog... The two dogs fight... And the black lab, the good dog's owner, like a young teenage, like part of the family owner, like tries to break up the fight and Mm. the good dog accidentally bites her (gasps) and the book ends with the dog being put down (laughs) (laughs) with the owner's wife, like like, being the bad owner's wife, like still hung up in a, like her corpse in a forest. And I don't know how much of this is true. And I do not remember the name of the book. I need to read this now.
0: But I remember (laughs) her finishing that book and going, I should not have read that. (laughs) I love that there came a point where you were like, dramatic stuff happens you're like, still got to read it, though. Still I got mean, to finish it. And,
2: and, and I, ne- I don't think I ever told my dad about it. I don't think I ever told mum about it either. But oh, I was man. just like, I shouldn't have read that. Like, dad did not research this book No.
0: At all. So what about you, Bartek? Was there any movies or things that you absorbed at a young age that were probably... One of those things where if you said that, like, I watched this when I was,
1: like, four years old. People would be like, hmm, that was
0: not a good well, thing to do. Evidently
1: cast away. Cast away. <laughs> but No, there's nothing I can think of that I've ever said, oh, I'm too young for this at the time. Oh. Yeah. I
0: watched Rocky Horror at a very young age as well because my mum and dad love it. I, think I probably shows... watched Rocky Horror around, like, four years old, five years old or something.
1: I think I might have shown that to my brother when he was, not that young, but maybe around ten... Should so,
3: but
2: Some, sometimes, sorry, sometimes adults when like films have songs in them or musicals, they're like, oh, it's a musical. Yeah, bad, Could, Like, Greece is a very, very, oh, very yeah. example. Oh I yeah, mean, I watched my when I mean, I, was young. I watched Greece when I was like twelve or something because mm, no younger because my brothers were doing it when they were twelve. Uh, when I, I when I I, re- I didn't watch Greece yeah. until
0: I was like in my uh, late teens, early twenties because my parents oh, just wow. was like, ah, it sucks. And then I watched it. And I'm like, eh, it does suck. I've talked about this in our Greece two episode, so mm. I don't need to travel that ground any further. But Rocky Horror, my parents knew, but they were just like, "It's great." So just my parents' mentality was, "It's great, just watch it." Definitely, when and I was um... I, like I said, I was a bit more, more mature when it came to watching things. Like I I knew the artifice, so I never really had those movies that like when I knew when the it came. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there was there was no movies I could tell you that scared me as a kid. There are movies that I cried at, for sure. Like, definitely. Like, you know, there's bits in Jumanji that were Tear Jerker or, or, you know. Cast Away. Yeah, not Cast Away, unfortunately. <laughs> I
2: got a prolonged phobia of dolls in my childhood from an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, man. To this day, they still creep me out quite a bit. So when you're like, have a look at my shrine, I'm like, I'd rather not.
1: Because <laughs> Sabrina, that one time. Earlier when we were talking about, um, Timothy's death, uh, I wanted to say that it was a very bold choice for his uh disappearance to have like horror movie jump cut effect. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was true. <laughs> uh no, I think I would have had this movie on in my in my repertoire. I think it would have emotionally uh resonated with me as as a kid, mm-hmm. you know. I think it was very sweet. I think it's a very sweet movie. And the thing is we don't we, we don't get many sweet movies like this anymore. And uh, you know, this kind of whimsical spin on things. We get things like Booker Henry. Uh, yeah, I think where it's always I... like, let's do subversions of things. And it's just like, everything's nihilistic and deconstructionist. We can't have Star Wars be ha- so, happy-go-lucky fun time. We of- have to make it like, salt! Kill them all! It's
1: like, ugh... Oh. What year was Book of Henry? Was it 17, 18? Yeah, 2017. 2017. So, five years after this. Half a decade of growth.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, oh, look who it is. It's uh, M. Emmett Walsh. When I saw his... one of my favorite actors. I love that guy. When He's I still saw...
1: alive, believe it or not, in real life. He is a million years old. And yeah. I love that when guy. When I saw his name in the credits, I thought, my immediate thought was, oh no, I need to pay attention. What if he's just a background character that I miss? But you, you cannot miss him in this film. I, I mean, he
0: look, him, but... no, look at him. How can't you miss him? He's just such a weird dude. I always remember him from X-Files. When he appears as a replacement for another character in X-Files, they do the, I'm his brother thing, and it works. It's fine. I'm like, it's fine.
1: Is this our fourth time seeing him on this I podcast? mean, I think
0: so. He's just a reappearing guy. Yeah. Um, Unlike Jennifer Garner. Unlike Jennifer, who I swear this is like a seventh time lucky charm she is for cinema. Uh, I was saying this to Grayson before, but, like, what? why is Jennifer Garner a thing? Like, Like, I... Is it because she was an alias? Is that it? Like I was, I, I was like, what, what is her big movie? Because I think is it, is it literally Daredevil and Electra? Like those are the big movies of hers that leap to mind, and those are bad.
1: Maybe like- there's a really strong. Thirteen going on thirty, Fandom. Oh there. yeah, thirteen oh, going
0: on thirty God. does have a. You've done that on the Oh yeah, podcast, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. cool. Or otherwise known as suddenly
1: thirty. As suddenly well. thirty. There's oh. multiple names. With Mark Softall. I
0: guess that's it, right? It's it's that one, right? And then being Softall. in and then being in a relationship with Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah, nine
1: lives was too late.
0: I remember when Jennifer Garner and Ben Affleck were breaking up, and I was at my brother-in-law's uh, place, and he was drinking and he'd be a typical Australian guy and he was just like wanting to crack a joke with me. And he was like, oh, Ryan, you know, so uh, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Garner, breaking up. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? You know, you surprised? And I'm like, ah, I have no real opinion. He goes, who would have guessed uh, one of them's gay? And I'm like, "Well, Jennifer Garner's gay? <laughs> and he just took him back. He just like stepped back because he was he expecting, he, he was lining up that it was the Ben Affleck because everyone jokes about Ben Affleck being gay in some regard because, you know, it's funny. Uh, You know, in in the zeitgeist of things, you know. Uh, Uh, was it not
1: like, oh, she's so hot, why would you break up? Yeah, that too. It's like
0: that thing, but also, you know, and I just found it amusing to subvert his expectations by being like, Jennifer Garner's gay? I didn't expect that. But no, they just break (laughs) up because he's a severe alcoholic. Um, Good God. Life, man. Uh, Now, we all know... A big, big gym, right? I don't know why
2: they're letting the grandpa, like, bean all these kids with a fucking dodgeball.
0: Well, here's the thing. I, I had that exact same critique, but actually watching it properly, like, focusing in... He is hitting them hard, I will agree, but like he is Adam actually Sandler being... Like Stiller and uh, yeah. Billy Madison. Uh, or or, was it or Ben Stiller and Dodgeball. But... <laughs> Uh, what I was going to say was he was actually being playful as well like he wasn't just going smack smack he was he was jostling around and giving the kids a chance and like doing this mm. kind of stuff so mm. it kind of balanced out that thing and I'm going to be honest with you I grew up with a Ukrainian grandfather who would be kind of like that, you know, okay. like very stern and very like, and you know, that's just kind of like older generation of people, you know. So I kind of bored it, you know. It takes a if you if you give it a chance, it kind of does make sense. You go, oh okay, you know, like I get it, you know. And the way they set up his character, this is great. I at, I applauded at this bit. I jokingly wrote, he's photosynthesizing, but he legit
2: like later on they he established that he legit
0: is. Yeah, because he's a plant. It's just <laughs> a plan, as in piece of nature, not like a government plan. Yeah, and they're always <laughs> like, "Oh, it's so
2: weird for him to be doing that." I'm like, "Have you ever met a child before? Kids just do that. Like, yeah, kids I know just I'm going to be honest. For
0: things. a ten-year-old kid, it is kind of weird when like, right? he's in the middle of dodgeball to be doing this. I don't I'm, know. It is also annoyed me because it's not even that sunny. Mm. <laughs> if if
2: he was a girl. That would like that girls just like little girls just fucking do
0: that like yeah but and like ten years old eleven well. years old is that cusp of mm, that's kind of strange behavior. I mean, I'm not de- I'm not denouncing what you're saying. I'm just saying he is at that weird cusp age where okay. you go,
1: mm, that's something to look out for. Mm. To be fair, though, this is his first introduction to day everyone. <laughs> into daylight. And also his first introduction to
0: literally everyone. Mm. Like none of these people even know where he's from, who he is, what is he like nothing. It's just like and here he is being weird in dodgeball and doing this thing and everyone and it makes everyone slow down and go, hmm. Well that's how everyone's
1: life starts Bath. Sudden Picnic?
0: Well, no, first it's emerging from the ground that suspiciously looks like a muddy vagina and then... Scuttling around an unknown house. Yeah, then scuttling into... No, no, then scuttling into bed with Joel Edgerton (laughs) covered in mud. And then he cuddles and we've you. We all had that dream, okay? No, no, that happened in life. <laughs> That's how we all got born. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> specifically for Australians. Sure, but, 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 is, but, is um, eternal. Do, do we know who Big Jim is, the, 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 the grandfather? Oh, yeah. I've seen um, him before. David familiar. Morse, he was in um, Green Mile. Ah! He, he's Brutus, uh, like uh, Tom Hanks' second in command guy. You haven't seen Green Mile, have you? You seem to know a lot of Tom Hanks movies, like, castaways. I was like, did you watch... Now, that's one I watched at a young age as well, actually. And the longest time, I never realised until recently re-watching it that it was Sam Rockwell as, like, the crazy prisoner oh, guy.
1: I think I might have seen 8 Mile when I was younger, but I don't remember anything about I've,
0: it. I have never watched all of 8 Mile because I cannot care. Like, it just not it connects to me. As someone who grew up in rural Australia, I do not care about the plights and struggles of poor, poor white boy trying to get into rap. You know what I mean? I can't connect. But I can connect to Linwell Miranda's film debut. Is this his film debut? Film debut. I've got to ask. I'm not a huge, knowledgeable person on Linwell Miranda, but... Does he have a certain aesthetic he likes to keep up in everything he is in with that kind of tying up the scarf or having, like, a cravat near his neck? It's just because he has this exact same look in the new Mary Poppins. I mean... And he has the exact same thing in Hamilton with, like, a neck thing there. And when I've seen him in real life, he wears scarves like this. So does he have an aesthetic that he demands that must be kept up and everything is in?
2: I mean... I don't know. Any, I don't know much about Lin-Manuel Miranda either.
1: Yeah, surprisingly, when I was looking up YouTube comments, there was a good while before I got into comments that were literally nothing but being amazed that he's in this. It's his first thing. Yeah.
0: Uh, I I find him. I do find like him interesting as real life guy. There's like that great video of him showing off one of the Hamilton songs when Obama was president, and it, everyone took it as a joke. It was like, haha, how funny this is! Like, it's so quirky that you're doing a hip hop rap thing about you know, w- a president. Yeah. Not a president. Yeah, but. (laughs) Founding father. Founding father. Uh, But then, like, you know, when. But then they show the footage of Obama actually being at the Broadway show, and it's all taken seriously. It's like, it's kind of cool that, you know, the growth of that. That's kind of cool. I want to ask you this Did you think Linwell Miranda's character was gay in this?
2: What?
0: It's a serious question because it is one that has actually. When I looked up the internet stuff. Mm it's one that a lot of people flagged up as something really nice about the movie, that that people thought he, he was a gay character because he's like, at the end of the movie, he's just like, it's okay to be different. And he says it in a somewhat flamboyant way. And he's like the town botanist and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And people were like he's, he he we think he's like a, a representation of, of like a, a gay person. And I was like, did you guys get any of that vibe from, from this character? Because if so, I think it's, you know, sure, why not? what oh, is this 2012? Yeah, no. 2012. 2012 Disney?
2: Yeah. No, I don't think this character's gay in a 2012 Disney movie. Why not? Um... Because Disney, ugh, I, I'm not well, going to
0: Well, oh, you think, oh, you want to leave it to uh, LeFou to be the only gay character that oh, they have? Oh, LeFool? <laughs> <They're> fool,
1: <laughs>
0: You know, that gay
1: fool, <laughs> yeah. Whose
0: gay scene is him dancing with another man for, like, two seconds and then going off to a woman. Wasn't, so, 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 wasn't
1: Frozen me. the year after this? Yeah, but Frozen doesn't frozen have any was gay... was 2012, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. Was it was 2013, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh. I don't care, I didn't watch it. fair. <laughs>
1: Uh, that doesn't have any gay characters. No, but everyone assumes r- that brings up stuff about the, the but, female characters. But they're you know? gay. They're sisters. Well, you just said they're gay, right? No, so but everyone. No, <laughs> no, but everyone. <laughs> they're gay sisters.
0: They're together. Good God! Damn it, Janice. So, um, <laughs> 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 magic. Did this scene emotionally resonate with you? Uh, when well, you were a small child and you got covered in We're just not going to talk about the gay thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, was, <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry,
1: did you think that at all with Linwell, Miranda? I honestly kind of forgot he was in the film until the very end where he brought up the, I've seen it, I'm like, yes you have, that's yeah, correct. Right. you did oh. see it, you exist. Yeah, that's fair. Um... I I guess if you want to like make the stretch of uh, physical appearance wise, when you bring up the cravat thing, like if you want to bring that into like a oh a sensitive, uh, yeah sensitive character sensitive thing, soul maybe, I really don't uh, think you know, it was any sort of. I think a lot of people for me.
0: for me I didn't pick it up either, but I think there's a thing with certain tropes and visual cues like and vocal inflections and also like you know there's that thing of oh if you're a botanist and you're a man in a movie it's a whole uh, you're okay, gay a or something or a hairdresser or, you know it's like a gay and i hate when people go Sulu from Star Trek was a bot- botany expert It's like, yeah, but Sulu wasn't gay The actor is gay, but he wasn't gay So, like, that's kind of stupid in itself to flag Well, see, I've heard that argument It's just like, oh, oh, see, but Sulu was gay uh, Su- Sulu did botany and, he- and he's gay Like, no, the character isn't The actor is, sure, but, like, the character isn't Yeah, Honestly, film Sulu is gay, though yeah, which upset which upset George, George Takei, Takei. because he was, he's like, well, that's indicating that my character was closeted the entire time and that's not what I'm about.
2: Isn't it an alternate dimension thing?
0: Yeah, but the problem is when you have an alternate dimension in which all the characters are already born and uh, an event changes, it's, 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 it's one of those tricky things of, sure, if the dimension changing event happened before all the characters were born, maybe but you know george you know like a lot of gay people in george okay is taking the thing of you know i'm born gay like it's not like i suddenly woke up one day and i'm like i've decided to be gay like you know so it's like if you have a so that's why he's a bit iffy about it. like yeah it's an alternate dimension but okay. his character already existed as a bait you know it's one of those things mm. it's not like oh in in that dimension why sulu is gay is because a planet blew up and somehow that shifted the butterfly effect of making his character gay. Like, it doesn't work. You know? oh, Sounds like a fairy okay. tale. You know you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't work. So that's why he's upset about it. So it's reflecting on the 60s show based, and the legacy of being like, oh, well, I guess Sulu is closeted the whole time. Okay. Which is unfortunate implication. And that's what he doesn't like. He's like, I was closeted at the time And it was a horrible experience
2: Yeah, it fucking. And it's been. just
0: like, now you're saying Sulu was In retrospect, it's like, no, don't do this mm. So, uh, this woman Was in Star Trek as well, Star Trek 3 The one where Sulu, Star Trek 3 Beyond Where Sulu came out as gay, oddly enough She plays Commodore Paris Which is a great, great relative Of another character Who was called Paris
2: Doesn't she play, like quite a few oh, like, she's in people the... in power in sci-fi
0: things. Yeah, she's a, a general in the Mass Effect games, apparently. Yeah. Um, I never have played those games, but uh, I looked her up. She's in a lot of sci-fi things and a lot of stuff as authoritative. She was yeah, a Commodore in Star Trek 3 Beyond. It's kind of funny because... Her great 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 grandson is a white guy. Like, but she's like an Indian woman. So it's kind of like, uh, was she in The Expanse or like? Oh, she is. She's one of the main people in The Expanse. Yeah, which I've only watched the first season of. Oddly enough,
2: I haven't seen any of it. But a good friend of mine like really loves it in the books.
0: Okay, fair enough. Now, did anyone else think that this young like um, what's her name again? The the girl. The the love interest. Give me a, a moment. Adaya Rush is the actor. She looks like a jo- Mila Joni. K- Joni. She looks like Mila, like a like a little Mila Kunis.
2: A little. She looks like Mila Kunis. Joni Jerome. For a second there, I thought you out this Kunis like Muniz.
0: Little Mila Kunis. Kunis. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie <Now> you, Kunis. <laughs> Frankie Muniz. Oh, now you got me wondering. Now. This is one of the best kind of, you know, characters blossoming. She, she goes down there, gets kicked in the face. She was going to kiss him, though, but then she decided, I want to know what's under those socks.
2: This, this like, it, it, it felt like they were accidentally making a comment on the futility of adults.
0: Oh, they are. No, they are. I think it's on purpose. I think the whole idea mm. of the movie, But then they for don't me, take it anywhere. Well, they, they, they do. Our main two adults change by the end and become competent people i think and read... then henry uh, not henry <laughs> timothy influences those adults by giving them leaves because at the end big jim becomes more involved with the family because of timothy's actions oh, and the so sister
3: no Don't
0: because you. well the problem my problem is i understand what you're saying but the problem is big jim's problem that they represent was he wasn't an abusive father he wasn't a terrible father he just was kind of an absentee father mm. and now he is becoming more involved and think that's an okay redemption it's not like they're trying to say my dad used to hit me and now yeah you know, like i think for a disney film like it's, the, a, it's the like idea a redemption
1: of... in work
0: yeah exactly yeah. like it's a it, it's going to be something that will continue on and i'm i think that's a perfectly fine i message.
1: read i read i think there was some review or something that had an interpretation that this film is told by unreliable narrators that they're mm. making characters appear worse like the sister yeah. and the dad than they actually are because it's being told by, you know, our two main characters. Okay.
0: I, 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 one emotional moment for me when it came to that kind of stuff was when Uncle Bob dies in the hospital mm. and the sister... It's it's like I would have brought my children. I, 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 if I knew I would have brought my children, like, it's competition. Mm. And that's really cold, but that's real, man. I, I've seen that kind of behaviour in people and it's just, you know, just, ugh. You know, but... Uh, yeah, you know, I think it, they do change because of Timothy, but mainly it's our two main adults. Like, you oh. know, they're bad He's parents. What you Scene
2: made me laugh. Is
0: it that it makes you think that somewhere in the woods, um, the boy next door is teaching the guy how to shoot uh, or, uh,
1: oranges, or as you mm-hmm. call them, pumpkins? Because it looks like the same forest. <laughs> From the boy next door. It kind of reminded me more of uh, Thunderpants when the bully was running away from Patrick Smash.
0: This also... Hey, do you think Ready Player One ripped this off? I have been seeing Ready Player One. When Man. Ready Player and One... Yes. <laughs> Ready Player One has, like, the girl is like, you wouldn't like me in the real world. I'm gross. And then it's like, all she has is a red birthmark across her face. Like a and she still looks birthmark. like a, a beautiful model. Mm. And that's kind of what she's going on. She's like, I'm an outcast because of this. And it's like, no one can mm. fucking see that. It's under your shirt. And, like... I have a birthmark and I've
1: never seen it. (laughs) Where's your birthmark? Apparently it's on the back of my head.
0: That's fair enough. I mean, we probably all have something going on on our head and we won't know until we shave it. When I was
1: younger, I didn't have as, as, I don't have long hair, but longer than normal hair. Apparently when I was younger, people did see it a little bit sometimes. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Get off. What are you talking about? Get out. There are no (laughs) eyes back there.
2: I, like some don't a lot of people view Port Weinstein birthmarks as beautiful or am I just in a weird world um I mean I am it but...
0: depends if it's on a beautiful person or not oh, okay well, if maybe... it's on Gorbachev, no one's gonna say it's beautiful well, maybe. <laughs> 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 Maybe if it has, like, a nice shape, (laughs) like a They're going to say it's iconic, but they're not going to say it's beautiful.
2: I haven't heard Gorbachev mentioned for a long time.
0: Well, welcome to the Spit and Polish podcast, where we don't forget our Russian enemies. Mr. Gorbachev, um, show us your birthmark. Welcome to Gorbachev. (laughs) (laughs) I would love a podcast all about Gorbachev's achievements. It's called Gorbachev. That would be
1: great. Spit and Polish presents Gorbachev.
0: Um... No, this movie, you know, touching, emotional, lots of twists, lots and inter- lots of lots of turns. Shitload of pencils. Do you use a pencil? Uh, I prefer them to pen. Yeah. You prefer them to a pen. Yeah.
1: Would you use a pencil made out of leaves?
2: <laughs> I mean, depending on the price of it and whether it was available at Office Works, yeah.
1: Can I just say? The day before doing this podcast, I did work on uh, the Australian Election Day. So you're the reason. And one of... I actually, oh, no. I actually haven't been following the news. I don't know anything. Oh, but, um, oh the
0: wrong people won. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Um, Thanks, Queensland. One of our biggest problems was there was only... One pencil? Like, one pencil for us all to use. In, in, not in the and booths. And you broke it, right? No, no, no. And we were meant to have like a shipment of more pencils come in at some point, and it never came.
0: I was waiting for you to. S- I thought you were about to a say we. Were s- uh, I, I thought you gonna say
1: a shitload more pencils, but you said shipment. It's like no, no, this. I love the form- idea that a
0: freighter would come along <laughs> to you <laughs> in the middle of an Australian suburb with no water nearby. A freighter just crashes into your thing. She's it just in- comes out. and It's like here's the pencils. It comes in on. There, were, there them, were pencils like-
1: in the boost to fill in your forms, of but like not for us to carry hey. around the room.
0: Guys, he's photosynthesizing again.
1: Hell yeah In the shade a bit
0: Oh no a leaf fell off
1: a leaf so, fell off. So it's revealed later on that every time he achieves one of the, the goals that were written on the piece of paper, a leaf falls off.
2: <laughs> Is it revealed later on, or did I read that from
1: Wikipedia? You, well, it's... No, I, I, eventually the parents mention it pretty much, oh, and I okay. realized that. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I actually felt silly, because I'm like, oh shit, I didn't pick on. Well, this it's, at all. Well, it's because
0: it's a complex movie, you know? Yeah. And I think that's kind of what it's going for. Like, yes. it's a journey about how adults can be, like... Like negligent in various ways when it comes to uh, you know life, but also raising children and looking after children. Like Common, for instance, is in this movie as a very ze- overzealous c- soccer coach, Coach Cat, <laughs> who I, won't let the child onto play because he's too concerned with winning.
2: I do wonder whether this is a thing that
0: that that Common is no, in every movie.
2: Um, so I don't have. Is it have you guys seen? Um, but I'm a cheerleader.
0: No. Okay. Wait. So... Wait. Is that the one with um this... the chick from American Pie? Uh... Natasha Lyonne.
2: Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Natasha Lyonne is it? I do
0: remember that's what she's she she was big from before is like Orange Shelly, New Black
2: or American Pie. Uh, American Pie. I did not know she was. American she was
0: either. the one that had lost her virginity already, and everyone was asking her advice, and she's just like,
2: eh, "You're ever thinking it? Uh...
0: Like you already sound like that? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. just just a bit of context."
2: Um, but... RuPaul is in But I'm a cheerleader
0: Well we all are Big familiar fans With RuPaul He Ugh. was recently in uh, The Brady Bunch movie Go on mm-hmm. For our
2: Recently Oh I see um, Like we yeah, Yeah
0: Well uh, they might have Made a new Brady Bunch
2: movie Who knows So RuPaul's costume Is almost <laughs> identical To
0: Common's costume in this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so RuPaul's not in dragon in then?
2: No, no, RuPaul's not in drag. It's, it's okay,
0: because in Brady Bunch he was in drag.
2: Yeah. Um so he's got a moustache. Oh. And he's wearing a blue tracksuit. I believe RuPaul's is a, a slightly more turquoise blue and it's it's a short tracksuit. And I was like, Is this <laughs> intentional?
0: Because it's uncanny. Well, <laughs> I wonder... It's also these things of... When you notice movie things like similar costumes, similar sets... Like You get to that point where you get very distracted... Like if you watch a lot of things like me... You get distracted when you watch The Desperate Housewives... And you go, hey... That's the Psycho House... (laughs) Or when you watch this movie and you start questioning... Wait a moment... This film was directed and written by the same person who did... What's Eating Gilbert Grape... Hmm... Their house looks very similar to the house in What's Eating Gilbert Grape... Could it be the same house... Like it makes you do that. Like your brain goes, "Oh my god!" I'm looking at all
1: these things, it's like, "Oh." There was a trivia point about that. Like this, it was the same house as some other film, and I can't remember what film it was, but I know it was a darker tone film. Watching well,
0: Gilbert Grape is kind of dark. I mean, the house burns down. I mean, someone eats Gilbert Grape. <laughs> but who? <laughs> 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 or what? Be? John C. Riley, maybe. <laughs> 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 he is in it. God, uh, I have not seen that film. Oh, don't. I'm not gonna. I, uh it's alright. Like it is weird. Like uh, there are things that I like about it, but it's also a bit too twee for my sensibility. And uh, I wish it was more like a John Waters movie. If it's gonna be like that, just be more John Waters for my taste. This this film is almost twee. Well, it's almost, but it doesn't do the um, symmetry for shots like uh, Wes Anderson would. So it avoids that level of twee. Mm-hmm.
1: What's what's that? What's this word twee?
0: Uh, Grayson, you want to explain Tweet? No, I don't. Go
1: Do on. Oh, no. well, I'm going to be in the dark if you don't. Go uh, on.
2: Explain Tweet. I'm very bad at defining words. I'm also bad at using them, so I'd much prefer if you define
1: Okay, twee. well, twee is
0: something along the lines... Oh, you're showing me a picture of RuPaul. Yes. But I'm a cheerleader. Oh, I see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's... So, oh, twee oh. is often a, a, something that's attributed to something like Wes Anderson's work, in which you have that very... um. Specific level of, it's kind of hard to describe. Uh, it's a very specific style of sappy, mm-hmm. sentimental, but also hipster right, stuff. Right. You know what I'm talking about I now? Think, like, I you think get an idea. So, yeah. Like, there came a point where Adventure Time became Twee. Like, you know, it just gets to that point where it's, like, lots of things. And it's just, like, Wes Anderson is the master of twee. Like, those shots that are perfectly in symmetry. and I
2: don't know what twee means.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what twee... Like, Wes Anderson gets labelled twee a lot. You know, like, that kind of hipster cinema kind of with that soppy sentimentality but also that cynical edge that it's a hard one to describe like it's like trying yeah, to it fully sounds it's like, like trying to well yeah. a lot of film things are hard to describe like like yeah. it's like saying what's a Mary Sue like there's a million different definitions of what one is and all of them contradict what they are like and mm. then you go well the original version of what a Mary Sue was this and it's like well like, you know. whoop dee whoop Like, I hate getting those arguments about... I've had so many arguments recently about what characters are and are not Mary Sue's, and I'm usually arguing that they're not, because I'm just like, no, this thing happens. And they're like, yeah, but... And I'm like, yeah, you've, you- you've decided already. Because <laughs> um,
2: I grew up, at that certain time of the internet um do you know what a male version of a Mary a Mary Sue is called no it's called a Gary Stew, <laughs> <laughs> and it's almost never called out in fiction and I wonder why the only
1: the, why. I, I've actually heard two I've heard Gary and Marty 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 yeah. Stew. I think Gary more so now I was Maybe. arguing about Star Trek
0: with Mary Sue and I'm like well technically everyone's a Mary Sue in Star Trek they're all like fucking super geniuses that work in the military I mean it's hard to say that they aren't it's also hard to say that they are but it's like everyone is. Major. But they were they were Mary they were Sue. specifying one single character who just also happened to be a woman and I'm just like oh it's like why does she have to be a Mary Sue but fucking data isn't?
3: <laughs> like
0: Fuck off.
3: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> like, Yeah, you want to pick on seven of nine, do you? I mean she's flawed. She's anxious, she has panic attacks. Oh yes, that typical trait of a Mary Sue. Oh, I'm getting into it. Don't don't yeah. get me started. Common on the other hand, typical Mary Sue. <laughs> <laughs> Very common type. Is his name? Does he have a real name? Common? Um, or is he just is that his name? Like is he a rapper? I, I imagine he is. Ryan literally I know that's his stage <laughs> no, name. No, no, yeah, but common rapper. Okay. <laughs> but like is he does he have a name? Like, mu- like, well, like, does he, he must, is, is right? his name like a really dweeby name? Because I've ever noticed like a lot of these people have these fake names, have like really dweeby names. Like, what's what's M and M's real name Marshall again? Marshall Mathers the Third. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Third. The Third. So there's two more M and M- M's in the in the past. You know, in the Wild West, there's one. You know, like. Uh-huh. So um, I found this movie very poignant, very brave. And what did you, what? It's very brave to, at a time in which superhero movies were taking off as the big, dig, big, big deal, and movies are becoming darker. Big, big wheel. Big, dig wheels. And movies are becoming really nihilistic and deconstructionist, and, oh, my God, everything's a nightmare. You have a movie like this that's just like, yeah, we're fine, fun, friendly, <laughs> family not, movie. It's, it's Disney. Yeah, but even Disney's, I mean, well, look at Star Wars now.
2: Yeah, but Disney owns. And that's a
0: movie for a family.
2: Uh, Disney, not in the in the whole, like, Disney as an only apparent company. Yeah. More as, like, the Disney, the classic, like, straight to, not that this oh, was straight yeah. to video, but the classic, like, straight to video live action. This is very in line with that, is it
0: not? Yeah, but that's when that era is ending. This is true. I mean, think about how many of those we've got left now. When was the last time you saw Tim Allen's Shaggy Dog in the cinema <laughs> like the equivalent of that made by actual Disney you know what i mean like mm. like we don't get these types of movies or these genuinely like this is just a fun romp like sweet for the family type of movies mm. Mm. that aren't animated and even the ones that are animated are usually cynical like uh the Romeo and Juliet, Juliet yeah. or 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 what a rip your fucking heart out and stomp it on the ground inside out and <laughs> this
2: this 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 film, I feel like if they had have gone a bit more stylized, like with the whole pencil factory thing, for a second when I sell saw, saw Pencil Factory, I'm like, oh, are they going for like a Pleasantville, like, like a really sickly yeah. sweet, like a really stylized sort of thing?
0: Yeah, the Frost, Legend of Frosty Snowman aesthetic, yeah.
2: <laughs> and then they did it, and I'm like, look, fine, it would make it a different movie.
0: But, but it was, does have its own aesthetic, though.
2: It does have its own aesthetic, but its own aesthetic is like Midwest- small town. Yeah, but that's perfect. We don't see much of those.
1: That's mm. true. And there is a sort of dweebiness to the whole, you know, pencil factory thing, because they have, like, a pencil in their backstory.
0: <sighs> Sorry, my favourite gag in the movie well, just the happened, where, yeah, Rod Livingston's like, you know, I given him the speech of, like, oh, you know, I'm in charge, blah, blah, blah. I need you to fire these guys. I've delegated that to you. And he's like, because it's your job. And then he drinks the big, huge mug that's like, I'm the boss. It's, like, it's just a funny little moment. I just love it. It's just like, good job. Uh, Joel Edgerton's saying no food here, though. Okay, no food. No, not tonight. No more jokes. Did you find that joke funny? What joke was it? The joke that... Uh, I missed it. What was said. it? Well, uh, when you miss it, you miss it. I missed it. Baltic, did you laugh at his joke? Did you tell a joke? Yeah, he told a joke. No Why story. is no one listening to Timothy's jokes? See, you guys are just as bad as his parents. Oh, Project- Timothy told a joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Timothy told a joke, and Joel okay, Edgerton's yeah. like, "Not tonight, buddy," and then left the room. And it's like, well, I guess he could have kept going for tonight. You left the room, Joel. I thought, I thought,
1: <laughs> I thought it was like, well, the dad who was is really, really sad, and he told a joke that. Yeah, I missed yeah. Something. The joke is my life. The joke is that he not tonight. I'm like, what, what, what? Not well, that, tonight. Well, that's
0: a funny joke. Hilarious. <laughs> There's a creepy what is what is that thing? It's gone now, but there's like a creepy shadowed figure in between there. It was there in the shop before, but it looked like they had a cat. And I'm
1: like, what yeah. is it? I thought cat? you were pointing at the candle. No, like, not the candle. candle.
0: So Bartek. Yes. What was one of the your favorite moments of this particular feature film brought to you by Disney Incorporated?
1: It was a sad moment but but it had elements of happiness there that I think outweighed it. Uh, the final scene with M. Emmett Walsh was a very nice and tender little scene between him and Timothy.
0: Do you think that you find it also very tender because of this podcast, you've been introduced to him as a character actor and you've seen him play a wide range of characters, ranging from sleazy to sentimental. Do you think that kind of weighs in on why you found that scene emotional or do you find it just purely on its own face value?
1: Uh, I'd say both, Absolutely. I like M.M. at Walsh, and I think, you know, because he, he did, he came across a little bit throughout the film as, I, I wasn't sure from his first appearance if he was meant to be like a little bit crazy. Well, he did invent the peanut bit... butter jelly sandwich. Yeah, and I didn't That's know. fact. a fact. And I, yeah, and I didn't know if that was meant to be like a joke to tell to these kids. Like, oh, look, oh, I'm a cookie well, guy. Oh, you know, they if that did was... say
0: have the humour of Uncle Bob. Yeah, yeah.
1: But Which... still, I, I don't know if that was. Classic. I still didn't know if that was like outruling. <clears throat> is he like mentally there or not?
0: Do you
2: reckon Uncle Bub is her uncle or his uncle?
1: Oh, it's hers. Hers. Yeah. yeah it's hers. He raised her.
2: That's right. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. They, they. Yeah. Because her parents must have done the old death off screen. Mm. As Disney parents do with girls, they often die. Girls in Tarzan, yes. Well, yeah, Tarzan has long hair, so, you know. He's blurring <laughs> the lines. Uh, I, I often forget about Tarzan. It's one of my least favourites. Really? It just doesn't do it for me. Like, I love the animation. I don't like Phil Collins' music in general, so that does not do it for me. I do not care for what's-her-name as Gorilla. Rosie um, O'Donnell. Rosie O'Donnell as Gorilla. I don't mind... I wish we had more Brian Blessed as villain. villains. Yeah, that was good. You need to listen to his audiobook on his uh, memoirs, and he talks about being in that movie and how he literally crashed a plane getting there. It's a legendary story. And it's, like, one of the four times he's had a plane crash yeah. in his life. He's great. Brian, Brian, Ble- Bri- Brian Blessed is great. I almost wanted to say Brian Ferry, and he's also great, but, like, in a different way. Um... What about you, Grayson? What was a particular favourite stand-up moment from this feature film brought to you by uh, Disney Incorporated? Um, The film company that now owns Fox?
2: They own, like, majority of companies, don't they? There was this
0: great... Post that someone made where was like the timeline of Disney, where it's just like Disney buys out Fox, Fox becomes Disney in 2019, and then 2020 Disney goes to Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers refuses. 2021 they buy this, and then it's like 2028 Disney storms Warner Brothers offices with their paramilitary troop, and then 2029 it's just like Warner Brothers is now owned by Disney. And then so it's like-
2: my favorite bit of this, um, there's a shot that I think is coming up at the Diane Weiss Harrington. No. Um, the idea that this child can sketch like that. Anyway, um, my Picasso. my favorite bit of this is a favorite shot because I just, mm. I just like the, the, the way it moves. I just think it's very good. Um, Beautiful. it's coming out where they're uh, at the final soccer game and <sighs> Jennifer Garner's character, Cindy, is that her yeah, name? Yeah, that's her name. Cindy's on the bench and she's talking to her sister and her sister just is talking some like horrible bullshit. Yeah, or garbage. As and relatives she... often do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then Jennifer, and like for whatever reason, Jim, her husband, is like on the other side of the bench. Probably because he hates his sister. Who knows? And she just she slides across the bench towards him, and the camera <laughs> yeah, follows. Yeah, I him love that and shot. And That's just such, such a, a great, beautiful shot. movement. It's, and it's so a great good. shot.
0: Uh, I like how Diane Weiss is playing the Meryl Streep character from The Devil Wears Prada in this. Like that very like I'm the rich authoritarian the boss is- who's kind of. You know, vulnerable, but also don't mess with me.
2: But Miranda Priestley like has vision and insight. Was oh, that the name of Meryl
0: Streep's character? Yes. Sorry, so you have to you have to clarify that because I've seen that movie once and I didn't like it. Okay. I liked um, uh, Confessions of a Shopaholic way more.
2: I've seen both of those films. I don't We did one. We did one on Prada. the show. <laughs> 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 uh, is, is Hugh Dancy Confessions of a yeah. Shopaholic?
0: Yeah, That's and right, John yeah. Lithgow's in it too.
2: That's right, oh Johnny Lithgow. See, 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 it's, 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 it's already
0: becoming a better movie as <laughs> we discuss it over Devil Wears Prada. I mean, that movie does have the Tooch, Stanley Tucci. who's apparently a big. Big topic of conversation for the gay community on the size of his nipples. But, um, go on, you were saying? Uh huh.
2: Like Miranda Priestley, she has, um,. She's like, she's like, uh, she's there for a reason because she's yeah. very good at fashion. She's good at the fashion. Yeah. Whereas uh, Diane Yeast. Weast. waste. sorry. I, Diane I, I, Yeast. I infection. Was, <laughs> I was thinking of the Brooklyn Nine-Nine joke. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um,
0: Linwell Miranda's in that now too. Ooh.
2: Does he wear a cravat? You have to tell me. No, he doesn't. I haven't seen it, but he doesn't. I gave up on that show. Um, so Diane Weast, she, she, she doesn't, she isn't really anything but horrible. Is she? Um, Except for at the end where she's like, what's the truth,
0: young man? And I thought she was pretty nice in this segment here. At the end, she does fire Jennifer Garner, but the reasoning is it still goes into Jennifer Garner goes too far.
1: Mm. really far she
0: goes really far like mm. she was actually being really sincere about like why didn't anyone tell me yeah. like yeah. this and then Jennifer Garner's like if you died and they asked me to be my pole and then, of course you are gonna fire after the same yeah. comment like that like if I said that to you you wouldn't come back to this podcast could you imagine if I sincerely said if, if you died and someone asked me to be your pole bearer I would say no Mainly because I imagine all the other pole bearers would be really short because you're short and I imagine everyone you know is short and then I'd be like having to crouch down a bit and be really awkward. I mean, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not short. Yeah, but I think you know, with pole bearers are usually family, right? Yeah, my so brothers I... are a lot taller than me. But are they taller than me?
2: Uh hmm. probably. What are you six months?
0: Yeah, I don't
2: actually know I think my brothers are also 6-1 But I haven't gone What are you to them in a while You
0: should Just go What are you with a raven You send it by a raven <laughs> Sign it in <laughs> blood I wouldn't waste my ravens on that <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I thought Diane Weist showed Yeah and then at the end she showed Did her. was always Diane No 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 I, I, I was about to run my words together of saying Diane Weist And blah, blah, blah. I was like No no slow down Ryan I thought Diane Wiest showed her true character within the sequence, but then also showed it more so at the town hall. Which, by the way, I love me a movie or TV show that has a good town town hall (laughs) sequence. (laughs) It always makes me think of the best town hall sequence. I don't know about you guys, but my favorite town hall sequence in anything ever, first episode of Twin Peaks. Oh, okay. Um, back to the pallbearer
2: thing. I feel like if not like not being like I would say no, but it, like if someone asked, like if I didn't know someone, like if someone asked me to be a pallbearer at someone's funeral, I'm like I shouldn't be a pallbearer at their funeral. I feel like it'd be
1: okay to say no. Is that what you carry the coffin? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, I've, yeah, I've done that.
2: You have you really? Yeah. Oh, were you
1: relatively the same
2: height as everyone else?
1: I was my brother, who's roughly my height, and. Two family friends who... Yeah, I guess roughly the same height.
0: My dad was a pallbearer recently, and it fucked his shoulder because he was the taller one and he had the crouch. And then they they stumbled a bit, and he was on the end that kind of caught the brunt of it. So it fucked his shoulder a little bit. So that's also another reason I don't want to be your pallbearer. If someone stumbled (laughs) your corpse and I had to take the pressure of a whole coffin and you, I don't want to take that responsibility.
2: I I wouldn't have a funeral where a pallbearer was part of it. Like, I pretty firmly. Oh, you just want to be wheeled out? No, I want to be cremated. Like I don't. I also don't know if I
0: necessarily want my. Also, I don't. You don't want to be turned into a tree?
2: Uh, isn't that really expensive?
0: Ah, uh, yeah. But let's say in the future you have money. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I... Okay, we'll be realistic. You died homeless and alone. Jesus in, Christ! <laughs> in the cold of the night. God, that's so mean. <laughs> it's up to Sam Beckett to quantum leap back and save your life. Why the cold of the
2: night? Good Because that's what Why happens to homeless. Why are you scrooging me?
0: <laughs> How dare you?
2: Um, like, I pretty much, I don't have like, obviously I'm 23, so I don't have any plans for my funeral. But like. You, you got to
0: think about it though. Do I? Yeah, our okay. university teacher, Liam, he, he tells us in his funeral insurance ads that you got to be choosy. Okay. So you got to be choosy about it.
2: Um, I, I, I'm kind of of the, like, the funeral's not for me, because I'm dead, so whatever my relatives want to do, although I would put it in, in certain relatives' hands, like, I would be like, this is the relative that's planning my funeral. What about me? Can I plan it? Absolutely not. Why Because not? you'd have <laughs> me shot out of a cannon or something. No,
0: I would be respectful. Viking funeral. <laughs> yes. Burn you. Okay, to be honest, Viking funeral would be on the list. Well, then... <laughs> Get me. I well, I feel I'll like do it.
2: Certain aspects of a Viking funeral would be illegal because you would have to retrieve the the body from the, the from the body of water that
1: you. Oh yeah. Also, it might not be pole bear, but you'd have to have someone carry you to the like river lake or whatever. You
0: could put me on a dolly, wheel me out, be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. We fun, should do that for funerals, fun fact. I read the Catholic news organization's review for this movie.
1: Oh right. I did yeah. not
0: bring it because it was not overall that interesting, but it did have some nice words of
1: wisdom. Is that which one was of those websites m- with the family? Like oh this oh yeah yeah but this, this movie yeah.
0: this movie uh, Ahmed Zappo blends in Wiccan and Christian faiths too heavily on the Wiccan for our liking <laughs> like that kind what? of thing Wiccan stuff excuse me Wiccan stuff I don't know nature becoming alive I don't oh, know Wiccan okay. stuff you know but like Christianity's not that kind of shit it's like you die and then maybe you get resurrected if you're a good boy or girl or or, or animal depending depending what era we want horse pope. <laughs> <laughs> hope Hope Is that what we call them? The <laughs> hope, pope, the hope. Us... I love that we live in a world In which one of the trending topics on the internet Was Marilyn Manson's going to be in the new Pope
1: to... in, in the new Pope?
0: Yeah, the TV show in which Jude Law plays the Pope And he's going to, oh. Marilyn Manson's going to be in it as Something I hope so that is he the, plays a show called The New Pope. Yeah. Okay.
2: It, yeah, it was called The Young Pope, and now it's The New Pope. The second season's The New yeah, Pope or something like because that because he's no longer
0: young because he is Jude Law. Okay.
2: Is he is the, is the is the Pope in the New Pope still Jude Law or is yeah? Reason? Oh, okay. Uh, but
0: Marilyn Manson's evolved. Ho- Hooray! Huzzah! I you don't. Mean. <laughs> I <laughs> love do Jude Law. You don't like Jude Law? I, He's okay. my favorite part of the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock movies. I'm just like this guy's <laughs> way too good to be Watson. Better than Martin Freeman. I
2: rewatched the first one recently. Um, every now and then they they're, they're like, oh, um, we're actually making a third one. Yeah. But then they don't. I'd be up for
0: it. I like I liked those ones a bit more Yeah, they, than, they
2: hit it the perfect time I think me. I
0: think the Moriarty is better in that than the Sherlock series, because it's like, they do the old, you know, the old Moriarty and Sherlock, they're like the same person, different sides of the same coin. It's like, no, the Sherlock one is a crazy man who licks things, and... Moriarty's a crazy
2: man who cackles.
0: Yeah, well, the one in the Sherlock, Sherlock yeah. Guy Ritchie one is like a cold calculating professor mm. who's an organizer of As wars a sleeve and a sleeve gun and he plays chess and you're like that's my Moriarty the best Moriarty of course is Niles from The Nanny in Star Trek The Next Generation in which he becomes sentient because they program an opponent to <laughs> defeat Data And that means they programmed something to become sentient, because Data is sentient. I thought you were going to say Niles from
2: Frasier, and I was like, what is happening?
0: Well, Niles from The Nanny is also a great choice. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about him. Great choice. But
2: I thought you were just going to be like Niles, as in David Hyde Pierce, in Frasier. I mean, I think they
0: probably would have done something with him like that. Are you kidding me? He would have done something. They are brothers. I mean, yeah, they are brothers. So, Bartek, did you find the scene visually engaging? Would you make something like this if you had the time and the effort?
1: Well, Ryan, I could have those things, but do I have the talent is the question. <sighs> You're right. No kid for you. This was, though, if <laughs> the you... The adoption lived... <laughs> agency puts a cross in Bartek's <laughs> box and wrote... <laughs> th- Perfect website. in all senses except talent. How quickly did it
0: occur to you that they were talking in an adoption agency place? Did it strike immediately, you immediately or later on in the film? Because they don't set it up straight away immediately, that's what it is.
1: Yeah, the, the, there were thoughts in my head that it's like something along those lines. And then when it yeah. was adoption agency, it's like, okay, yeah.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I picked it up relatively quick, Uh, but it was still like... Or they could have been adopting a puppy. We don't know.
2: Oh, the slide's about to happen. The slide. The
0: famous slide. The thing you like. Oh,
2: I just love. I oh, love how a great smooth show. it is and how oh, cool. that Jennifer, is well Jennifer. Well, Jennifer Garner though. is pretty smooth.
0: She moves like a spider. I'll what? Sorry. Or a crab? <laughs>
2: like we were talking before this. I don't. I don't really know why Jennifer is hated. You say she's not a good actor.
0: No, no, i do not say hated. Why is she popular? Okay. Like, like for what she has done, they're not very good things, like, movie-wise, quality-wise. Like, it's just Alias and Suddenly 30, which isn't regarded highly as a great piece. You said Electra, piece. right? And Electra and Daredevil, but those aren't considered high pieces of art, but she's in everything.
2: Is she, is she the mum in Juno, or is that someone else?
0: That is her. That is her. She was
2: alright in Juno, was she not?
0: Was she in Alexander in The Terrible yeah, yeah, but she always plays, like, that woman who's the wife or mum who makes the sweet face. Like, oh. Like that, you know? And you go, okay, but, like, what makes her stand out?
2: i like, yeah, this sister, like, you slid away from me.
0: It's so weird, because I kept thinking her sister was Kristen Wiig, but then it's, <laughs> it's not. But, you know what I mean? Like, she looks like like I yeah, could be played by Kristen Wiig. Am I wrong? Um, I could see Kristen Wiig playing if this. If
2: this was a different movie, yeah. Oh, no, what are you talking you about? Know? Kristen
0: Wiig's done very serious role. Like oh, yeah,
2: no, absolutely. Have you seen Mother? But I... No, of course I haven't.
0: <laughs> She's in Mother. Okay. Or as it should be called, it's a lowercase m and then an exclamation mark, it should be pronounced Mother.
2: <laughs> I, I was more talking about it would be a better movie if, like, it would...
1: Are you discrediting this actress? No. The actress is Rosemary DeWitt. Yeah. Wonderful. I I've, I Kristen wish my Wig. name was Rosemary DeWitt.
2: Kristen Wiig can absolutely do dramatic. Have you seen Skeleton Twins? Of course. Did you like Skeleton Twins? Loved it. It was a good one. My favourite
0: person in it was Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson was really good at it. Yeah, yeah. I've talked about this on the podcast before. When we've had Luke Wilson, and I'm like, you know what you should check out? Skeleton Twins. Because he plays like a really interesting a character. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig. And uh, it's like her roommate or his roommate is like Luke Wilson. He's just like a flatmate. No, he's...
2: Her husband is. Oh, he? husband!
0: I could. It's been so long. I just Room remember made husband. No, I just remember like he didn't lean too heavy on like I'm the husband. is this like he yeah. kind of is like I'm a dude. He's like Luke Wilson, but
1: they put him in a serious movie. <laughs> do you know what the sister's character's name is?
0: I I actually do not remember now. You're saying it, but I used to remember yeah, because looking, I was looking at her got, name I've before. The, but you know yeah. when you get asked like a what's your middle name? And you're like, um, um, um. Logan. L- Logan Paul. Fuck <laughs>
2: off. Logan as in Wolverine? People say that all the time because my name is, um, Grayson Logan Brown. And people are like, ah, Grayson, Dick Grayson, and Logan Wolverine. I'm no, like, I
0: know, I know you better. Grayson as in Skull, the villain from the He-Man.
1: I know. And Brown, like Brown Hornet. Just all the superheroes. And and Logan, (laughs) as in Logan Paul.
2: My name would be Grey if my last name wasn't Brown.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh... Excuse me. <laughs> that was you. That's Grey Skull. You know what I love about Grey Skull? I, I literally wrote this in my notes because I thought of Grey being our guest for this episode. So I even wrote it in my notes. I need, I need to bring this up. Oh, what no. I love about Grey Skull is you look at Grey Skull. He looks like a de- he looks like death, right? Like skeleton face. Mm. But I love that he's and he's muscular. Like he's a Isn't big. A mus- skeletor, is it not? Oh no. Which one's Grey Skull? Grey Skull's the castle. Right? Oh, Grey Skull's the castle. Okay, Skeletor from Grey Skull. Wow, Grey wow. <laughs> I prefer. I love that Skeletor is a magical wizard man who's buff and is a skeleton. But I love that his voice is the best. I'm evil voice. Wouldn't you have like a deep booming like Darth Vader like I'm evil? But he sounds like a nerd that you would punch very hard. I just love it. Now. You know what we have to say here.
1: The sister's name.
0: Not enough cowbell. Hmm. Need more. I wrote in
2: my notes
0: that this scene would be l- weird if you aren't the, the movie because the movie provides the music for the real song. Like the actors
2: are doing their best, but like I wrote in my notes, this scene makes me cringe through hard. I might it's cringe so hard I might clip through the floor. Cause like I was in my bed and it was like one thirty a.m. And I was watching this and I was like, oh, I can't skip forward because I bought this off YouTube. <laughs> my favorite such a shame. Wait, I you love it. Bought it off YouTube? Didn't you? Say you I rent the... it.
0: Sorry. Oh, you can rent things off YouTube. Yeah. But Bartek, didn't, you what's a, didn't you watch a cropped copy? No, I,
2: I watched the first ten seconds. I was like, I can't watch this. Yeah. Who knows what I Twenty minutes. Okay, shorter,
0: you had so. sense. Okay. That's so, weird. so Bartek, what's the sister's name?
1: Yeah, I I just noticed that the her her character's name is. Got the very fairy tale thing. Her name's Brenda Best. Yeah, yeah. is like Cindy's
2: maiden name was Best? Cindy yeah, yeah, best?
0: yeah.
1: Okay. Wasn't well, she married? The sister yeah,
0: but maiden name. Oh yeah, yeah. Sister, oh, yeah, sister's, sister's married. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's Uncle Bob's last name? Uh, <laughs> that will was solved. All the answers. His
1: first name is Bob, and last name Uncle.
0: Well, how do you know his first name is Bob? Maybe his last name is Bubbles, and <laughs> his nickname Bob.
2: His first name's Uncle. His well, last name Bob. Hold on, hold
0: on. What name? Do you abbreviate for Bob? Like, no, but like that's not a name. <laughs> Fuck, he's got you there. <laughs> um, I don't.
2: I don't think it's a name abbreviation, nickname. I think it's a it's like a like a my friends. It's like a context nickname.
0: But would you call? I guess. Like would you mine. call someone who's basically your father figure Uncle Bob?
2: It might be that he's the the smallest, like, he's the youngest in the family and everyone, like, he's the I baby, mean, so he's bubs. Bubz. He's
0: well, I mean, or maybe he's really tough and he's just like, don't mess with me, Bub. Maybe his name's Bubbles. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. The monkey? No. Ooh, ooh, no, uh. the
2: Powerpuff monkey.
0: Oh, the Powerpuff monkey, that's Mojo Jojo.
2: That is true. Do you know how many cats are named after Mojo Jojo? And I, hell yeah, do that. Name your cat after Mojo Jojo. No,
0: how many cats? At least two. At least two? Yeah. One Mojo and the other Jojo? Yeah. Why not name one Moe, and then the other Joe, and then the other Joe, and then the other Joe? <laughs> then you can
3: cover a variety And you've cats. got three Joes. <laughs> well, well the they're problem... spelled different. Well, the problem... Oh, I see. <laughs>
1: There's The problem yeah. there, Ryan, is that some of them would have the same name, so you have to give one, but make like, sure, Modge and one O. Make
0: sure not to drop them, okay? Because they don't like being dropped.
1: What, cats? Yeah, they hate it, apparently. They're fine with it.
0: No, no, apparently you're not allowed to do that. That's a big debate we've had on the podcast. Really? I debated that you can, but it looks like you shouldn't.
2: I mean, you that shouldn't. That wasn't
1: just... my contention for the millionth time. <laughs> I mean, but go ahead, Ryan You shouldn't
2: just be dropping cats left, right, and center. But if you were to, I mean, say, you can though. I suppose they have reflexes. It's, if it's drop, perfectly like, from, fine just to drop a cat from like a person's arm height. Oh yeah, well that's what you drop them from. Like you shouldn't necessarily. Like you shouldn't just like open your hands and let the cat fall. Like you Why should not? like make the motion like lower to the ground. Why not?
0: Because they just land on their feet anyway. I mean, do you want to be kind to your animals? Yeah, but that isn't cruelty.
2: It's not cruelty, but it's like... There's not cruelty well, 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 and they there's don't like put, loving no. and nurturing.
0: Yeah, but that can also...
1: but it's, it's a Are thing we of, rehashing the yeah, same Yeah, we're rehashing that. It. that was my point, but did you hear how he described my point? Yeah. You can't do that, it's wrong. That was my point, the one that you just gave, racism. Yeah, exactly. but I
0: still think it's an invalid point. I mean, then why... You shouldn't put socks on cats. You shouldn't tie a piece of string to their tail. You shouldn't do anything. Ever, ever, ever. I mean... Ryan, you brought this up. I know, and I'm bringing it you're back. Just,
2: you're just such a fucking contrarian. Um, no, I
0: genuinely believe this. It's, it, like, I'm not bringing it up just to be contrarian for the sake of contrarian. I'm like, I genuinely like. Well, why, 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 why is this a look, thing the that last has time, to worry? Look, about The last it?
1: time you brought it up, I just said this. It's okay to do it. I just didn't <laughs> because I didn't want to.
2: It's like a cat can, like you know, a cat can deal with that, but it's like. If you love your cat and you want to be kind and, like, like you're not, you don't just go, well, done with you, and, like, huck him on the couch. <laughs> like, you, But it's fun. Because
0: cats can survive. You don't I'm do it to so a dog. I'm glad you
2: don't have a cat.
0: No, but you see, you're saying it like I'm being this cruel monster. But there is a thing of just, like, it, it, you can make a cat go
1: like that. You can just throw them over there onto the couch you can, and they'll just be fine, and they'll just walk off. See, I've never had to do that, because anytime time I did carry my cat, it would just jump off on its own, so I... Yeah, obviously... Yeah. They do that too. I think the main contention we actually had with the argument was it never,
0: ever, 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 ever occurred to Bartek that he could ever, ever, ever drop his cat. And I was just like, that's kind of weird.
1: Well, no, I had... The idea was there because I knew the whole thing of like, oh, they land on their feet or whatever. I just didn't want to drop it. Cats have an absurd amount of free will. So if you're at a point where you are able
2: to drop the cat, like the cat hasn't already like jumped out of your arms or whatever. Like that cat... Clearly yeah, my just... cat wasn't
1: big on being But are carried, they sentient? So,
2: yeah. I don't... Why well, don't look at me like that. Anyway, the movie. Well Australia, I
0: mean, Australian government's voting yes they are in a couple. Well, wasn't of
1: days. wasn't there a recent Yeah. Wasn't there a recent study that's like ca- discovered that cats can recognise their names but I they mean, just don't
0: yeah. anything can recognise their name if you really train them. A lizard can.
1: Well isn't that a sort of sentience?
0: I mean, it's a sort a sort of ability to remember a uh, Beck and Cole. What's, I mean that's not necessarily sentience. What's a lizard can? Well, I had a pet blue tongue lizard. They could re- remember their name. No, but what's a lizard can? What do you mean? A lizard can remember their name. A lizard can? What's a lizard can? Oh, you're being contrarian dick. I, I don't know what you're talking about. What's yeah. a lizard can? <laughs> it's like the cheapest I've <laughs> ever seen, Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> Reese, <Diaries>. But, uh... <laughs> We're missing the soccer game. That's a reference to another guest. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but it's the same rule. Um, We're missing the famous soccer game, in which Commons says, stay still, and uh, Joel Edgerton says, move, move, move. Who would you follow?
2: This would be really, really difficult for me as a child.
0: (laughs) Oh, it would have been fine for me. My dad was a coach. I would have been fine. (laughs)
1: But would it be a case of like your dad, as your dad, would tell you to do it, but your dad, as a coach, would tell you not to? I mean, so which no, which personality? To would you it, no, no, to? my
0: dad, my dad cares way too much about soccer than me as a child in those situations. So he would have been saying it as a coach, right. and I mean that sincerely. Like S- like, it, it, push comes to shove, if he says do this, he's saying it as a coach, not as dad wants me to succeed more. Plus, I played defensive, so you know, like. Like, my dad was always like, oh, you should try a striker or more offensive. I'm like, oh, I like defense. I was way better at defensive.
2: I was, when I played netball, I was very good at defense. I was I was the wings. I was an interchangeable yeah. wing attacker wing wings, defense. Wings, and people and were defense, like, yeah. "Oh, you can get rid of the wings." But I was like, "No, that's mm. In soccer,
0: you don't really you can't really get rid of the wings. So you get it, rid of the sweeper, that's no longer a so position. In, Fuck the sweeper.
1: In this sequence of the film, uh, you know, this is right after where I learned the whole thing of, uh, oh, he's losing leaves when yeah. he achieves the goals. Um, this was where the thing that was coming to my head was surprisingly an Adam Sandler film.
0: Oh, I'm very glad. Is it going to be Big Daddy?
1: Is it going to be Click? It's going to be Bedtime Stories.
0: Oh, one we've covered. Yes. Good.
1: Because in that the film... The one with Russell Brand? Yes, that's true. And Kerry Russell. Russell Brand's been on a couple of times. Uh, yeah, like two At or three. At least two, yeah, definitely. Um, Because in that film, the whole thing was that He discovers that the kids that he's telling the bedtime stories to are affecting events in real life. Yeah. And there actually comes a point where he wants to try to manipulate that, and something unexpected happens. Like, in their story, they mention, like, oh, and then he gets burnt. To death. To death or something like that. And then in real life, he's trying to avoid all these fires, but then he gets fired, and he realizes, oh... (laughs) So, I yeah. love
2: that bit as well. I'm the mum of that. And he does this weird, and
1: thing. then and then take out
0: his knees, <laughs> <laughs> which you can't do in soccer, by the way. Um, you can't just
2: take a knee
1: from
0: someone. No, you can't. Like soccer is one of those games which I have had arguments with PE teachers about, where they go, "Oh, uh, soccer's actually a non-contact sport." It's like, no, you're wrong. But you're not allowed to tackle people in a way that you can in other games. Like you, you can't like kick their knees out. You have to go for the ball mm. and slightly nudge. But you're not like full on. But yeah.
1: And so it came to the point where. This game was happening and they were realizing, oh yeah, yeah, he this was this is what's gonna happen. He's gonna score the winning goal. And I was thinking to myself, is there gonna be like a twist on that? Yeah, there was. He scored the winning goal against himself.
0: A
2: genie's wishes moment. Yeah, like like yeah. Mm. And
0: you know who made uh uh Bedtime Stories? Disney. Disney. Both of these films are Disney movies. Connections Yes. Mm. And you know who did Aladdin? talking about genies disney, disney. Oh, cool. man i can't wait for will smith to fuck up genie nice and good i just can't wait for him just to shit all over Robin williams grave okay. with his performance Calm no damn. no don't you ever get that when you see like those things and you're like oh i'm salivating to see how much of a terrible thing I... is going to be like i can't wait for lion king I... everyone's looking forward to lion king genuinely and i'm just like no jeremy irons no ryan and i'm just like but also i'm just like these fucking emotionless cats that can't emote because they're felines. I don't
2: like shard fruit on
0: nearly a high enough level as you do. Well, Disney deserves it though.
2: Oh Because me. they're an
0: evil corporation that's ruining everything for money. So I think they perfectly deserve it. It's not like I'm shitting on like some poor struggling independent. Yeah, I like you like this fucking indie movie. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, like, like, like you know, but Disney, I think, they, you can do it and go, and Will Smith, the I guess if there the is anyone, you're going to have it for. <laughs> Will Smith, the most corporate tool that there is at the moment.
2: But, but, but more what I was saying, I was not saying, like, you shouldn't be doing that right. You just you don't bad, do it as mad, much bad. as me. Yeah, I was just like, it's, yeah. But
0: don't you do it for anything at all? Probably. I just, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, come on. I don't care. But don't you, do, uh, come on, can't you just smile about the fact that they made this creature? I,
2: I, I wish James Marsden would have a win in his career. I don't know why I want that. Well, James
0: Marsden likes working with animated rodents. Hop. Mm. He was in Hop. He was in Hop. And, of course, X-Men. He's working with a Wolverine, for Christ's sake. <laughs> with animated claws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I brought it back. Um, So, this is a very emotional scene. You know, this is very heart-wrenching. You know, when parents are fighting, and they're fighting over basically... You, yeah, but not you, and it's it's it is yeah, a gut gut wrenching thing. Me, you know, it's a very emotional thing. You know, this it is a very tough tough scene. In all honesty, not to brag about myself, but it was more my my older sister would be the one that my parents would be arguing about. So that was, kind of made it not more to awkward. Brag? Well, because it makes it seem like I'm a good child that oh, never okay. had anything of which my parents would have big blowouts. But it was mainly more my. Sister, like, you know, like, I, I don't know. You both have siblings. Was were, were you the one or were other ones in your family ones that got more of the kind of vitriol or stuff from parents or what? Like, because for me, it was more my sister and it kind of made it more embarrassing for me. Like, I'm just like, oh, no. Like, like am I doing things too right? <laughs> like, you know, no, seriously, seriously, seriously. Like, I don't know. Okay. That's my brain. I have
1: that in me. I'm like, uh, oh. But no, I think growing up there was a sort of balance. Yeah. We we were both generally pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes yeah, one of us would do something wrong.
0: Oh, showing her birthmark. She's proud now. Mm. She's evolved. She's a free 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 She's free goldish
2: and now she's free. But she's a freak. She has a birthmark.
0: <laughs> good
2: god. <laughs> She's a Mary because of her, her birthmark. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know nothing
0: about her. I mean, we all have birthmarks. I don't. What do you mean you don't? I don't. You're a liar. You must have, have a liar. birthmark. not everyone has a birthmark? I'm sure. Doesn't everyone have a birthmark of some variety? Do you? Yeah. Where is it? I have several. I, like, they're not huge. Are you talking about freckles? No, no, no. I have actual birthmarks. I just have to remember where they are. <laughs> you, no, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's like... You don't know have... like,
1: on, on Grayson's arm there? Like, the dots? No, they're, thing, they're freckles. I'm trying I've to think where
0: my birthmarks are. Now you got me questioning them. I'm just like, my first thought is, look at my arms, because I can see them. Mm-hmm. Like, I do. I just can't remember where they are off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure I have one on my leg. Also, it's hard, because sometimes my old scars kind of look... Like birthmarks? Yeah, like, because they fade into, like,
1: a brownish... I'm
0: trying oh. to look. Why? I love that you're both looking at me, inspecting me...
2: I mean, you're inspecting me, even though I'm fully. No, I mean, I'm not like
1: going around looking at. It. I'm just looking for. Yeah, you we're what you're not to touching
2: you. You're just open. You're like you're. Well, you got out me wondering now. Oh, I,
1: I, I, do. <laughs> I do have a mark. I know you. you you're, just, you're acting like we're doing something. We're literally just looking at you, looking at yourself. Like yeah.
2: I. Is that it? Is that it there?
1: Where there on your chin? That oh,
0: that's Bruce? that. Is that yeah? That's, that's a birthmark, birthmark mark. and that's a scar there.
1: Oh, okay. You wheel yourself so I can see it.
0: <laughs> wheel yourself.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. If well, I saw that without you telling me it was a birthmark, I might have thought it was a bruise or something. Yeah, but like that's what but, I'm yeah. saying.
0: Like, not birthmarks are not all birthmarks are like Gorbachev. Wines, <laughs> old Gorbachev over here. Old Gobby. <laughs> old Gobby. <laughs> Gorbachev. <laughs> what is it with you? Um, <laughs> you evoked it. Yeah. So Gobby, for those not in the know, is Australian vernacular term for blue job. I mean, no more free Maccas, please. Not current <laughs> Australian vernacular. People still use it. Do they? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, admittedly, we all speak from a level of privilege in which we don't live in those suburbs in which people who use it do. That's true. But if you just go down to Frankston, you're going to hear it. Okay. I'm just saying.
2: Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm almost positive that I don't have a birthmark unless it's on a part of my back that I've never seen or the top of my head that I haven't shaved that closely.
0: Yeah. Okay. I've
2: got shitloads of scars.
0: I got one on my thumb.
2: Is that a scar
0: or a birthmark? It's like a wee little
2: birthmark. Like a little
0: brown smudge.
2: It's like a dent. It's not a
0: dent. I'm sorry. It's not actual skin dent. It's just like a little brown... Welcome to our podcast. In which it's now (laughs) Gorbachev and birthmark (laughs) o'clock. Oh, I just wanted to say, this actor here, this is his last cinematic role. He he died, unfortunately. Uh, He's the father of Ron Livingston's character. And this guy here, he was in a ton, a ton of stuff. Like, this guy was just... In everything. Like, if you look at him, you'll you'll, you'll
1: think, oh, I've seen him in stuff. Is he James Rebhorn? Yeah, Rebhorn,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in a a ton of stuff. Like, if you just look up his IMDb, there's probably something you've seen him in, and he was just there as just, like, a minor character. But, uh, you know, it's always kind of upsetting when, you know, you you see an actor's final performance in a a film, and, uh, you know, they don't get much time to shine. But, uh, you know, he gets his moment, and he plays it, you know, and, uh, you know... Character actors are what really make movies in the end. I mean, you know, like who who's some of your favorite character actors?
2: I don't know if we've discussed this on the podcast before, but I I have real trouble Knowing what a character actor is, because when people are like well, it's... Steve Buscemi's a character actor. Yeah, people people say that, and like I just it, it's really hard for me to get my brain around because isn't every character isn't every actor play a character?
0: No, yeah, but but let's just say George Clooney isn't a character actor; he is just a leading man actor. The character actor tends but,
1: to refer to characters that play like larger than life characters, you'd say, or, or
0: specific types of characters, like mm. how Peter Lorre always played little creeps. Okay. Or Steve Buscemi always plays weirdos, or how M at Walsh always plays the weird kooky old men, Ooh. or and like
2: is is um, uh, Melissa McCarthy a character actor then?
0: She's a character, sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what is the difference?
0: No, no, no. I mean, yeah, on a level she is, but the problem is she's also like a leading person, like leading actress. Oh, they can't be leading. No, just more. When you're more of a leading person, you have a specific type. It's more of the fact that you just do that all the time. It's like how. um, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, it's hard because Rowan Atkinson also did a lot of supporting roles and things like, you know, like all his movie roles. Like, he's not. Like, he's a character actor in movies. Like, uh. Mm. Four weddings and a funeral. He, he likes to play those priest roles, like in um, what's the one where Maggie Smith is like the murdering mother? Oh, keeping mum. Keeping, keeping up, mum? keeping up with mum or something. Keeping like. mum. Keeping keep keep mum. Keep I saw that in cinema. like nailed it. <laughs> I, I'm I saw that in cinema too. Yeah. Keeping up with the mum, in which a whole family exited the movie as soon as nudity appeared in the M-rated movie. Hmm. Funny, you know. But uh, yeah, there are certain character actors that are always always fun to see. <laughs> Steve Buscemi's always a classic, Um, you know, uh, you have Michael Shannon, he's another, I love Michael Shannon. Just your wall of characters, so Miriam
2: Margulies is a a character actor?
0: Oh yeah, she's never a lead.
2: Okay, so they can never have been a lead?
0: I mean, not always, I mean, I mean, Steve Buscemi's been a a lead in several things, Mm. and Harry Dean Stanton's been a lead in several things, but he's a character actor. Who's
2: Harry Dean Stanton's most recognisable character?
0: Uh, Paris, Texas, that movie. You haven't seen it? He's just basically playing Harry Dean Stanton okay. in the desert. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's like the easiest way to describe. Do
2: people think character, manuel Miranda's character is gay because of the cardigan?
0: And also because he says in a very it's flamboyant okay voice, it's okay to be different. Oh, and okay. he says spectacular. Okay. And also he's a town botanist. And also he wears scarves and cravats and a paisley shirt and has a cardigan. And he has and a and very, he's...
2: very good female friend.
0: Yeah, and also, I guess he wrote a musical in real life, so people are like, gay!
1: The part where he kissed a guy also You
2: know how people explains. are. I mean, he's married to a woman.
0: Yeah, but people don't think about that. People also get shocked when you reveal that this person isn't... Like, you know, like, it's just... Uh, you know, but people don't do the digging research. Like, I didn't know he was married.
2: I've just listened to him on a podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't assume. But I'm just like, people, people make these leaps because, you know, again, certain character traits of things...
2: Oh. Common appeared to have a wife
0: there. Did he? Yeah. Oh
2: he had his God. arm around someone, I
0: thought. Maybe it was a trophy. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> entire woman. No, 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 no. Like a really big trophy that he won for trophy being wife. the best coach. Because at the end, he has a trophy. she's
2: just flying to Joel Edgerton's arms. Well, well, wouldn't you want
0: to fly into Joel Edgerton's arms?
2: I know nothing about Joel Edgerton. Like well, he's river. Australian. I know that.
0: He was in Animal Kingdom, briefly. Mm. He's kind of the catalyst for that movie. Isn't
2: it interesting that Jackie Weaver's, like, breaking into, like, American
0: cinema? Yeah, she's been in that for, like, since Animal Kingdom. Yeah, it was like I I met her. Really? Yeah, it was odd. I was seeing Barry Humphries, and it was his farewell tour, and she was waiting backstage, and it was at that point where Jackie Weaver was just... She had just done Animal Kingdom, but no one in Australia had really seen Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. And it was like, my mum's like, oh, look, it's Jackie Weaver. And me, I'm like, I'm aware of her. But she's not, at that point, she wasn't someone to be like, oh, my God, I want to engage in this oh moment. Oh, my God, you're
2: in Poms. I actually yeah,
3: want
0: to see Poms. Uh, Angelica Houston doesn't want to see Poms. Oh, but, uh, what? <laughs> that's a whole ordeal. Okay. But uh, Jackie Weaver was in there, and I literally looked at her in the eyes, and Jackie Weaver looked at me in the eyes, and I went, oh, cool. And then I went back to waiting. Because it's like saying, oh, it's like the same thing of, oh, look, Ryan, it's Joel Edgerton in 2011. Would you be like, oh, my God, I've got to speak to Joel Edgerton right now. Like like Jackie Weaver, great actress, but at that time hadn't done anything in particular that would make me want to get a picture, get an autograph. It's just like being like, oh, look, it's, it's Grant Denya. Okay, Ryan- <laughs> <laughs> like, do you wanna stop do you wanna go out of your way to speak to Grant Daniel? It's kinda of more like a oh neat. I have
2: like a long running joke with a friend about Grand Daniel.
0: <laughs> and his severe meth addiction that he had. What? Because- oh, you don't remember this? He- when when his wife Used a, So, bit of context, Grant is like a TV personality here in Australia. He's a little man, a little blonde. Did he
2: host Family Feud? Yeah,
0: he hosted Family Feud and a number of things. He had a severe back injury uh, and uh, fucked up his back. And his wife was doing a new diet in which she was taking methamphetamines and meth and all this kind of stuff. And he got addicted to it himself.
1: Oh, I did not know this. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when you saw her, did you actually out loud go, "Yeah, oh, cool.
0: And then just went back to waiting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. Like, I wasn't being rude. It was just, like, what do I have to say to her? No, I know, I know. There's nothing for me to
1: say, like, other than, oh, neat, it's, a, it's a, I'm an just Australian think- actress. I'm just thinking that in the most, you know, cartoonish way. Like, oh, cool, then blankly no I, exactly- <laughs> <else>. <laughs> no, I did exactly that. That's how I'd imagine it as well, no, but no, I didn't question it. I did exactly that. <laughs> okay. I did exactly that. Okay.
0: I thought it was just, like, a <gasps> moment
1: of realisation. Oh, cool, a in bit of head. A bit
0: of context. I was standing in a Is tie... The movie cut? Oh, yeah, yeah here's... Yeah. I was standing in a tie-dye suit... Because, you know, it was a special occasion. I was meeting one of my idols, Barry Humphreys. So I had to wear the special tie-dye suit that I own. Which I'm pretty sure was in the cupboard next to Grayson, actually. But uh,
1: yeah. Is that the one that you wore on that stand-up comedy show you did? Yes. yes. And also
0: ordered my form- I bought it for my school formal. And that year, for miraculous reason, they got rid of the uh, $100 reward for best dressed. Oh. Hmm. So do... Is it because I would have won?
1: So it's so you wouldn't know who you lost to. Why
0: didn't they want to give you $100? <laughs> they made me. They at least gave me the cutting of the cake. Okay, that's. I nice. mean, it was a shit cake, but like the shit know. cake, it crumbled. They just gave, gave me a fake it. plastic crown. Oh no! They're digging <laughs> in the mud, guys. What
1: did you win, Bartek? It wasn't really a win thing but oh, at actually... year, year 10 formal they like the suit I wore. Oh, That's year 10 cool. formal. Is yeah. that
0: called isn't that called the deb? No, it was a I don't know them. what the deb oh, look, is. I'm I'm oh. from New South Wales so maybe different rules. I've, is
2: is deb a, a Christian school thing? No. Oh, okay. Deb's
0: Bowl, it was year 10 celebration then the was... formal was year 12. Because yeah, we didn't have deb.
1: Oh, okay. is Deb
2: is Deb the women wear all white dresses. Yeah yeah.
1: Yeah we didn't have Deb. I've before. heard of Deb and the I've I heard people that have Deb. gone to them but I have no idea what it is. I didn't do
0: Deb because that's way more formal. You have to dance mm. and wear specific outfits and I'm just like, I like that shit. What suit did you wear Bartek? Just a grey suit. Hell yeah. Of course I like that. <laughs> Because brown, grey, grey, <laughs> son,
1: grey, son,
0: grey, girl. Oh,
1: <laughs> to be fair, it was a it was a costume formal, but I'd never costume. I just wore a suit. Uh, so oh, I hate you even more now. You
0: should have been
2: like me a costume when costume formal. What was the theme?
1: Characters. There was a Mario. Oh, so it was, was like a so our
2: friend of... a Mario, and you won best dressed. What? I don't know.
0: Seriously, fuck you! I, 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 I would have know. been so annoyed if I'm sitting there in Dude, my Rasputin outfit and I'm like, he won. <laughs> you know what it was? Rasputin... It was like they called me on stage and I the didn't pop even know <laughs> song. Yeah, of course. No, I was
2: thinking Rasputin from Anastasia.
0: <laughs> oh no, that's a historical person. <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm like, I was
2: about to be like Rasputin. Uh, historical no, the one person. from
0: Hellboy. <laughs> okay. Did you have a little bat on your shoulder? I'm still on Anastasia. I I didn't dress up as Anast- I didn't dress up as Rasputin. My school never did anything fun with costumes or anything like that. Did the you have first like a thing spirit that I... week? What? You didn't have a spirit week
2: at the end? No, no god. No. Yeah, because we had that instead of mock up day, and I went as Weird Al one day, and I uh, my no. mum. Oh, a we had slave. We had me. a
0: slave day. What? Oh yeah, where it was like that's awful. You could buy these group of you twelve <gasps> people for slaves. Good god, yep. that's awful. Did the students come up with this? Oh, this is an institutionalized thing. What? Oh yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. No, hey guys, they're getting their leaves by the way. No, hang on. What <laughs> are they? What so, are... you want to know what I was? Cuz I was with all girls because all my friends were girls, still are. Um, mainly most of my friends happen to be females because I find most guys repugnant. But uh I mean, they are. Um, I mean, let's be honest. High five down with the patriarchy. Boo. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you do that so often. <laughs> 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 what, re- reference previous podcast? Oh, that's right,
2: he's in a choir <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, oh. you, and that makes it even gayer mm. But um, I were, It was a Little boy Peep And I was the shepherd That was the aesthetic And you were sold? Yeah, but we didn't actually do anything Because I am the master Of wiggling out of any actual responsibilities Whilst getting praised for being responsible I am a master manipulator Masterful like, I, I genuinely did a great job. We got sold to one of the teachers. Um, <laughs> this is so strange. This is a awful. And um, It was called Slaves? Uh, yeah, Slave Day. And then we... What? We, uh, no one questioned this? Well, I did, but I was not local, so there you go. You were not local? Well, I was born locally, but, you know, my family's not from the town. Okay. So you're not local because they don't welcome you. Oh, I grew up in rural Australia where it's not the most inviting of places at times. Okay. So, Slave Day. Uh, and oh. uh, and uh, the kid's dead now and they get a little Asian girl. In this oh. movie. I was just like... <laughs> I thought we should
1: get back to the movie briefly to bring up the fact that they get a little Asian girl, which... Wait, there's know... one more thing I should mention about the pseudo-war. Oh, yeah? Was... One teacher asked me if I was Rain Man. Oh, great. Is it because of your demeanor? No, because the suit was great. (laughs)
2: I know you said suit I wore, but I thought you said pseudo-war. And I was like, (laughs) when were we talking about a (laughs) pseudo-war? The pseudo-war with Rain Man.
0: When I was was in a war with my Sudoku kids. (laughs) Um, I do like the fact that they get a little Asian girl as well in terms of, like, one, pretty progressive for a Disney movie. For them to at the end get, you know, like an uh, interracial kind of family thing going on. That's kind of neat. Yellow but... leaves. Okay. Jesus, uh, I Bartek. didn't. I didn't bring that up. Fuck off! <laughs> wow, <laughs> um, that's not. I mean, cool. visually he's not wrong, but he is morally wrong. Uh, but ethically more like. But uh, I did like the fact that also they had the expectations of having a natural birth, having the white picket fence society life in which they're gonna have this, this, and this. They're gonna have a kid that's gonna be exactly like them, and at the end they get a kid that is, you know, an older kid, someone who's adopted, but also someone who is different to them. You know, like the they have to be an a girl, they wanted a boy, and they... And... No, they wanted a girl, because oh. um,
2: they had... There was a thing where they're like, we had like, however many female names, like 50 girl names, whatever, oh. and we only had one, one male bo- name. Oh. Timothy. Oh,
0: right, okay. Thanks for picking up that ball there.
2: Yeah, sometimes I have a memory, not often. Sometimes I have a memory! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: so, Slave Day. but uh, <laughs> But um, I was, awesome. I was ahead of the Little pe- People, and uh, we didn't do anything, because... people. Little boy, people, um, and we got a teacher that I knew straight off the bat. I could manipulate into letting us do nothing. Uh, you know how you can just know.
2: So were you meant to like pick up. Like, oh, do whatever cars, they want or... you to do. Oh, that's horrible. Like, I know. What would the teachers typically get? I like
0: how you're not asking where does the money go, because <laughs> they buy you for cash. I never even thought yeah. of that. It, it, it was just for school.
2: Okay. For the school, but what did the, what did the other teachers get? Like, what t- was a typical thing that a teacher would get you to do? Wash a car. Are
0: you fucking serious? I'm fucking serious. Fucking weird. Or 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 you know, do their paperwork or, or do but, their paperwork. But you're you're going on the assumption that it's only teachers. We were lucky; we got a teacher. It's mainly kids. Other kids, because yeah, at first I are...
2: thought only kids were buying. No, no, them, no everyone a gets that.
0: Everyone gets to have a go.
2: That's awful. Yeah, yeah, did yeah. Did you
0: buy someone then? I never bought anyone because I never had money. <laughs> Okay, fair. But also, I didn't really care. Yeah. I'm was just, it an auction? But, yeah. Full this option. awful. But also, my thing was, most years above me, I wouldn't want to buy any of these people anyway, because they're all dicks. Yeah. We were, like, not to, again, brag, but the year above me and the year below me and our year, we were f- somewhat more popular with years below in comparison to some of the ones beforehand. Because okay. it's, there was that mentality of, hey, you know, year sevens, they don't fucking know anything, so don't talk to them. It's like, oh that's kinda of mean. I remember when I was in year seven, I would have liked some advice. Like, where's this room? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember literally asking like one of the seniors, like, hey, do you know where G Block is? And they just like snub you. Oh. I was like, I hate that mentality. Or at my in Kemsey, my hometown. I love how this turned into the Ryan show where like, let's cash. interview Slave Day and Bartek's grey suit. Um I, I, just... mem- and my I remember suit war. You know what I love? As a grown up now, I see all these teenagers on scooters. And at, when I was young in my town, I can't speak for you guys, but in my town, if you rode a scooter, you were gay like like that was just the what? automatic assumption like only 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 gay gay guy only gay guys ride scooters Did we you ride bikes
2: Say an unfortunate word then
0: Well if you want me to say the real word,
2: please don't say the real word. I'm begging you not to it's no not even a full one, one. <laughs> it
0: was just gonna be fag that was it like 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 you know only porfs ride scooters Good God. we ride bikes or have cars like like so i could never like it was i did have a scooter and i was that kid who just didn't give a fuck about what they thought but it was that kind of mentality of no one else had scooters but now i live in a world in which i see everyone has scooters and i'm just like i remember in the, the, the day suits. in which it would have been frowned upon to have a scooter by mm-hmm. fellow peers people who are now allowed to work in society and have children mm-hmm. But, um, the movie ended, uh, <laughs> I know, we, we, a while, okay. we, we delved into the Slave Day thing, again, no, something- No, well, you mentioned
1: the conclusion, the the Asian daughter.
0: The Asian daughter. Yeah. Uh, let's get into our reviews and ratings of this bad boy. Of cinema. Mm. But I'd love to hear from you.
1: Well, before me, I'd just like to say that Roger Ebert was very good this time, right? I think he gave it three, right? 3.5, even, <laughs> out of four.
2: Out
0: of four? He does yeah. it out of four, yeah. They, oh. Cisco and Evil did, did it out of four. I don't
2: know shit about it. Or two thumbs up.
0: Oh. But that's not four.
1: Well, they're, they're, they're videos. They did thumbs up, thumbs down.
2: So why did he... Why? What was his reason behind 3.5? Um, I mean, did you see it? <laughs> no, that's enough. I mean, that is, that is an answer. <laughs> this, this movie had
1: happy birthday to you in it, just like The Room.
0: Oh. <laughs> Wonderful. So Bartok, let's hear from you.
1: I also love this film. I give it a 3.5 as well, but mine's out of 3.5. So it's oh, a little bit different, oh. you know. Um <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's it's really nice that this is a film from this decade that just has Just sorry
0: to interrupt. That's only it's Georgia, the first time. Georgia. Georgia, we we had that exact same thing for the Tyler Perry movie oh, that we did we recently. Did. I just needed yeah. to bring it up before it was forgotten. So was
2: it set in the South or No, shut no. In the I, south? Well, it's in the Midwest.
0: Was it in the Midwest or did we just assume? That? I think it's a Midwest thing, and I don't know where Georgia is. So Georgia's in the South.
2: Okay. I mean, I say that confidently, but I also don't know how. I know it, that. It's so
0: easy for Australia, where our states are Western Australia, yeah. Southern <laughs> South Australia, Northern Territory, mm. and then Queensland. But and New about, South like, Wales. Sorry, I just had to kind
1: of bring that in because it's a nice little connection. I'm, I can accept that interruption. <laughs> but what was I saying? Um, yes, I really like that. This is a film from this decade, you know, earlier in the decade, but still this decade that did have that fairy tale aesthetic to it, the, or the aesthetic in the sense of storytelling. Yeah, it definitely. As you you said this earlier, Ryan, we don't get a lot of films like this anymore, and I feel that that is a shame because there there is a lot of cynicism in this world, and sure you can even say you can argue that oh, this
2: f- give those back, you absolute. Sorry, Barton.
1: Sorry, I will keep this cynicism, Grayson. I will not give it back. <laughs> I'm so
0: sorry. Ryan just took my glasses and I'm just sorry. To I took Grayson's glasses and then I should have just stood up and waved them in the air. Yeah. Yeah, because I was like busy it's rubbing. Like,
2: my Ryan, eyes. are you
1: saluting? Yeah, I'm saluting. To in the, the Nazis specifically?
2: Okay, no, none of that. Thank you very much. Do you much.
0: find it weird that the Nazis had two salutes? Like the really militant one and then like the really casual one? You know they did that, right? They had the real casual one where they go like that. Like, uh, it's hand gesture where they flip it over their shoulder. I
1: I think I... I find it
0: weird that the very militant, scary people had a strict Nazi salute. And it's just a casual one. Like, I'm too busy. I'm walking. I just find it interesting. But go on. One of them didn't take off like the other. Also, Hugo Boss, Nazis. Go on. Just got to remind everyone that Hugo Boss was a a Nazi and helped their uniforms. But, uh, you know, keep buying from him. Whatever. Go on. I'd Same like with Coco Chanel. Go on.
1: I'd like to go... Uh,
2: isn't, isn't Chanel now owned by a Jewish family? Oh, great. I could be wrong. But
0: people still think Coco was great.
2: Oh, that's true, yeah.
0: But go on Batonle.
1: I don't know where the fuck I was.
0: Just just give it a thumb up.
2: In this cynical world. <laughs> At the
0: very beginning of your chapter of this review.
1: Yeah, and then the, the, the three go-ons I've gotten since not being able to do go you wanna, on. Do you want a fourth? It's my lucky number. Go on. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I, 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 we interrupt you so much, Bartik, and I can only apologize. That's but okay. I also apologize every time I'm i on.
1: I know you do. But you're not on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have no regrets. I have things
0: I need to say, and they need to be said loudly. I accept the Georgia one, Ryan. The others, I don't know. <laughs> what well, Grayson interrupted with that one? Oh, and then I, I went with Grayson because he said the Nazi comment. And then you were like, "Ah, fuck off with the Nazi comment." Then that made me comment on your comment. So here we are. The All
1: Nazi right. thing came after the Georgia thing. Yeah,
0: yeah that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I'm saying I take responsibility for the Georgia one, but this particular one we're in now, I'm not taking responsibility. Oh, more. because
2: it sounds like you said I don't take like. The oh no, I take thing. the responsibility.
0: But he gave me a pass on that. I'm like, that's okay. But this one now, I'm not taking the responsibility. Right, go on, Bartek. <laughs> There's five for you. No, <laughs>
1: <laughs> make it eight. Go on, go, go on. on, go on. But and just Gra- go on for one more. But then Grayson said one of them said, oh, it's on nine.
0: Nine is in German for no.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: <laughs> so, sorry, we're getting very unprofessional here. So in the beginning, it oh, <laughs> was a fountain. Of youth, But it wasn't just any fountain. Fountain. It was Disney's fountain, you see. But go on, Bartok. That's ten. Mm. Hmm um in the age of cynicism
1: in the age of cynicism we need more like this i think that's where i was going with this and that it i think i had more but it's it's all gone now
0: all right my time yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what in all seriousness all silliness
1: assigned. Yeah, go on.
0: This movie was really touching. And I appreciate a movie that is genuinely sweet and aims for the family, but also one that happens to be live action. I feel like we are losing those live action family movies. Uh, they're becoming fewer and far between. And I do like seeing actors getting their chance, like this is one of Joel Edgerton's first forays into American big movies, like this is a Disney movie. I mean, he was a minor role in the Star Wars prequels, but this is him getting a chance to shine, and, you know, he's a great Australian actor and a great talent, and Jennifer Garner, it's great to see her face again. Uh, I'll dream about it. But, uh, and you know, it's unfortunate that the, the kid, Timothy, has seemingly retired from acting. He hasn't gone on to do any more things. He was in Dan in Real Life, which was also made by the same person who did this. Uh, and you know, I think that this movie is a genuinely sweet thing. It has a pencil factory and a town hall meeting. So, I give this movie a sweet old slave day auction at a high school in Australia out of... I didn't go to the dead ball...
2: I still can't believe that actually happened at your house. I mean,
0: we could talk more about it after the podcast. I'd really
2: rather <laughs> not. That's truly terrible. I'll show you pictures. Please no. Um, it still goes on. So, look, this movie on the whole was largely inoffensive. I agree that I, I do want to see more live action um, family movies and kids movies. Um, it, it's, it's unremarkable inoffensive palatable is a word i would use to describe it i did like that i'm doing a very very sweet movie on this podcast that's a nice change even though we still managed to talk about fucking nazis bend it like beckham was sweet uh, in parts yeah but this was like 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 to the point of twee like you said okay um
0: like nothing but like it's yeah. in it, didn't ha- it was didn't have, to not sweet yeah it didn't have any full on moments like Bender like yeah. beckham did like when they went shopping
2: okay and I also appreciate, like, I keep calling this movie Magic Realism, which, to be honest, I don't really know the definition of Magic Realism enough, but let's pretend I'm right, because I want to. Okay. Um, I, I, I like Magic Realism movies quite often. That They they miss the mark entirely. Yeah. And, and I, I, I wish there were more attempts at Magic Realism movies, which could, you know, shoot me in the foot. Um, Have you seen a Monster Calls? No, I haven't. You'd like that. It's a horror movie, is it not?
0: A monster no, cause? No. Okay, what is this? No, it's, it's a magical realism movie about, oh, cool. like, uh, a young boy who's dealing with some grief in his life and uh, a magical tree comes, talks to him. And I think the tree's, I can't remember his voice. It's voiced by some British actor, I'm pretty sure, like Ian McKellen or someone, okay. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, you'd like that. Okay. Um,
2: yeah, so I, the, also, uh, the I Ryan and I were talking beforehand and I thought this film took course, uh, like, like, it, it happened in a week, and you were like, no, it's six months, seasons <laughs> change. I'm like, oh, I miss that entirely. <laughs> um, so I give this movie a whimsy out of leaves.
0: <laughs> That's probably one of the best. <laughs> a whimsy out of leaves. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bartek, what did the interweb have to say about this masterclass of cinema?
1: Who, did you, who told you that the internet said something? I said interweb. Who told you that the interweb said something? Jesus. Oh, he's such a tattletale.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's his major sin. The internet <laughs> did say words, Ryan. Which apostle do you empathise with the most? I'm a Thomas. I doubt a lot. Of I th- doubt that. I doubt a lot of things. We both made a doubt reference. I so. doubt a lot of things. Yeah. You're you're real Judas, you are, know, Bartek. You mean I that you'd have... sell us out for gold and but, then but, hang
1: but, yourself. But, but it would be divine responsibility.
2: I have no way into this conversation. Well, you
0: can always pick Peter. I don't know shit about anything the Bible. Peter's the one that... the Heaven's gates. First Pope, right?
2: That's wonderful.
0: <laughs> He's the one that denied Jesus three times.
2: Wonderful.
1: He also got crucified upside down. What did the internet say, Bartek? Interweb. <laughs> uh, I checked both, don't worry. And I found comments from YouTube and I found... Two IMDb reviews. And they better be good. I was happy with them. (laughs) They're both 6 out of 10 ones, but we'll get into them. (laughs) They're a more optimistic 6 out of 10. Don't worry about it.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: From YouTube, the first comment I've gathered is, This is the first date my fiancé and I went on ever. Mm. Five years later now, and we are getting married next year. Thank you, Timothy our f- Green. Our first son is going to be named Timothy Hart. <laughs>
0: Excuse me? <laughs> you, know, you know what's really worrisome? I keep making myself not stumble on calling him uh, Tom Green at any point. That when we've been calling really. him Tim Green and Timothy Green, I'm like, don't say Tom Green, don't say Tom Green, this is not Freddy got fingered. But um, go on.
1: I didn't have that thought at all.
0: Oh, I've been thinking about the entire (laughs) time. I'm like, do not stumble on that name. It changes the meaning of everything. But now at that point where
1: I can. The next comment has two responses.
0: One of them's from me.
1: The initial comment is. Oh, I think I know which one, which response (laughs) you are then. The initial comment is no one plays a mom like Jennifer Garner. It's true. And the first response is. Wait, what did you just say? What did you say, Ryan? It's so true. The first (laughs) comment is true. (laughs) It was me. Mm. It was me. I'm the fool. And the second comment is, I was going to say something crude, but seeing as how this is likely a Christian audience, I'll refrain, but she is a beauty.
0: Awful. Awful man. It's clearly a Wiccan audience. We already went through this. (laughs) The Catholic people didn't like it too much. A bit too Wiccan for my mm. taste. For No, they, they did frame it as for my taste or any person of faith's taste. Good
1: goodness.
0: Well, God God did say Wiccans. No, no, no. Apparently at one point. I don't know. Jesus
1: probably said it too because he's such a fucking teller. Yeah, you know,
0: let's go on, Bartek.
1: The next comment is... I now watch the movie, and I legit cried. It's nice, but extremely sad. If you don't cry, N, don't have a heart. Did you Did you guys cry? No. And the response Grayson,
0: is... I got some bad news for you. The tests have come back from the lab. I don't have a heart. <laughs> you don't have a heart. <laughs> no. And it's
3: a you just letter you.
1: <laughs> no, you don't have a heart. And the response to that comment is... I didn't cry when I saw it. I was 12. I was on a plane. Don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) Grayson wrote that response.
2: (laughs) I've never been 12. Take that back.
0: (laughs) How old would you have been when this came out? 2012? Yeah. Um, The year the earth died, yeah. Ryan and I would have been 19. I think I
2: would have been 17.
0: 17? Yeah.
2: if 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 it's post-August, 17.
0: Post-August. Yeah,
1: okay. But uh, continue on. The last comment I've gathered also with the response is, who else screamed when they saw Lin-Manuel Miranda? Me! (laughs) And the response is just one word, nobody. (laughs) (laughs) that's (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's mitski
0: <laughs> oh that was yeah. that was really mean spirited it's like it was no one it's also nobody
1: it's also very untrue because as you scroll down like those are all comments early on in the chain in you know this in the list but then you scroll down and everyone's like
0: screaming after
1: a certain point there are just a bunch of comments from a year or two ago that it's just like oh my god Miranda, and it's just every single comment we all love him yep now we're up to the IMDb reviews, and I was wrong. Only the first one is a six out of ten review. The others are ten.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You're not even wrong. The first review is titled "The Vidiot Reviews." Oh, dot, so, so weird! Oh, wait,
0: we've had one from this person before.
1: I, maybe we no.
0: Have. I'm telling you, we've <laughs> the had the vidiot. V- <laughs> The Vidiot is the original name for Weird Hours Movie UHF.
1: The idiot really? from UHF. It's yeah. what my copy's called.
0: Yeah, the Australian oh. one's called that. But uh, okay. So Barnes like, I swear we've had the vidiot before. But go on. Yeah, I'm telling you, we've I think, had this I guy. Think before. we've
1: talked about the word vidiot. We've also
0: we've also had that one that reviews everything via Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> it's like, I give this, this many Dolph Lundgren's, because he only appeared in the movie one scene or something. But go on. Would that have been Johnny Mnemonic? Johnny Mnemonic, where yeah. right? so It's like, this doesn't have, doesn't have,
1: uh, anyway. doesn't have any more Dolph Lundgren. One Dolph Lundgren. The Vidiot Reviews. This one is from the 5th of December, 2012, and it is a 6 out of 10 review. Oh, so they, just, they must have just walked out and seen it. The Odd Life of Timothy Green. Yeah. One way to end the recessive boldness gene in your family is to adopt an orphan with a thick, full head of hair. That's the first paragraph. It's a, it's a good tip.
2: <laughs> uh, I, Adoption isn't easy, but all right.
1: I'm curious. I'm waiting to see where this goes. <laughs> no, that's the end of the first paragraph, Ryan.
0: Uh, okay, I, I, However, have a the- I have a theory on what that might mean, but go on.
1: The next paragraph begins with, However... So, you know, despite that information. However, the couple in this fantasy got a son with more than hair growing out of him. One night, as they lament their inability to conceive, Cindy, Jennifer Garner, and Jim, Joel Edgerton, craft a list of the qualities their child would have and bury it in the garden. The next morning, 10-year-old Timothy, CJ Adams, Appears in their home, covered in mud, calling them mum and dad.
2: This so far is not really a review so much as it is a synopsis. Well,
0: well, they did. Did you hear the review about the hair thing? Well, more hair. hair. Yeah, that's yeah. So right. that's a part of the review. So take that comment back. Is
2: that a value judgment, though?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Instinctively, can you prove
0: otherwise? No, <laughs> and I refuse to.
1: Instinctively, Cindy bathes the child. Whereupon, instinctively
2: she bathes the child. Her woman sense takes over. I was about and to say, she
0: must get the child I was about clean, to say, as women do. Whenever, I, whenever, whenever I see a child, I don't have the instinctive need to bathe them. But any woman, they're just like,
1: bathe child. But what if the <sighs> what if the child is covered in mud?
0: Well, then they definitely need to. You think
2: of, like, I
0: don't. I just think soccer, I should play.
2: So this. This, this person is, is insinuating that if a
0: father were to see his child dirty, he be like, that's nah, fine. I mean, they didn't bathe him when they took Timothy to the bully's house after the bullies had smeared him with like lasagna and cheese and ice cream. He still covered in it. Hmm. So and a cherry, the, on top. a cherry on top. But go on.
1: I'm <laughs> so keen on where this is going. Instinctively, Cindy bathes the child, whereupon she discovers foliage sprouting from his shins. That's a whole paragraph, by the way. <laughs> I'm keen. That day fourth, <laughs> spelt as in, like, number four. Oh, I, I, I understood
0: that. Four <laughs> days later. That day forth,
1: <laughs> Timothy's true intentions are slowly revealed. Sounds menacing. That's also it? a paragraph. Although it's well-intentioned, the odd life of Timothy Green often slips into schmaltzy territory thanks to the antics of the creepy childless couple, Besides, who needs oh. to wish for a child when there are baby boxes and in brackets, yellow light? What? VidiotReviews.blogspot.com <laughs> does- I don't Wait, know what, what that means. What
3: know. does that
0: mean? <laughs> okay, I'll give you my theory on the hair thing at the beginning. Now, this is a theory. I have no way to back this up. There's a movie called, like, the Peanut Butter
1: Gang or something. Oh, the Buttercream Gang?
0: No, 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 no. The peanut butter solution. The peanut butter solution, where it's oh, about God. a bunch of kids who, who uh, like, go bold or something accidentally, and they rub peanut butter all over themselves, and they grow a tremendous amount of hair. That's what that movie's about. That's a real movie. And it's actually considered quite a classic for kids of like the 80s and 90s and stuff. So, so maybe a bit beyond our years because we are 90s kids in that way that we saw, we remember some things from like the very late 90s coherently, but mm. not really. But uh, hit us with the second one. That was just the first one.
1: Wait, what one. was the theory though?
0: No oh, no, my theory is he's relating it to the peanut butter gang, peanut oh, butter solution. That's okay. like literally the only thing I can think of so when you, it turns into receding hairline cured with peanut butter. You don't have a like yellow light? Oh, I theory. don't know what the fuck that's about. I, don't know what I said I only have a theory for the beginning of that. Oh, like so I sad. think he's relating it to that.
1: <laughs> Who needs to wish for a child when there are baby boxes in brackets yellow light? What? Oh, so, oh,
2: does he mean the box, the box they buried shit that they the buried?
1: But it's, what does yellow light mean?
2: I don't
0: I don't uh, know what this person's doing. So Bartek, second review, ten out of ten.
1: It is, yes. I nailed it like Christ. This review is titled Timothy Green, Hyphen Unchained. It is from me. <laughs> <laughs> <Scusi? laughs>
0: Does he kill his slave masters at the end too? Does he explode the house and ride off on a horse? Well, well, the theme song too. They call me Trinity. Please, oh, I <laughs> Tarantino directed. Go <laughs> on, go on. I'm very keen. I can't wait for Christoph Waltz's appearance in this movie. It is from the fifth of <laughs> January two thousand and thirteen. <laughs> That's what it was Yep, yep. Go on. I'm, I'm pumped.
1: And as you know, ten out of ten review. <clears throat> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Is it the best title to review ever, Ryan?
0: <laughs> I'm thinking about Django and Jane but with Timothy Green as Jamie Fox. And he's just like casually hanging out
1: at a plantation. Oh uh go on, go on, go on. I saw Django and <laughs> <laughs>
0: Go on, go on, I'm ready, I'm ready, I tell you, I'm ready. My body's ready, my mind's ready, my soul may not be ready yet, but go on.
1: They saw saw Django when they thought of this. I saw Django and T Green in the same week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so (laughs) Oh
0: my god, this going to be a review for both of them.
1: No, it is. I'm so inspired that we can use the skills we have to make things better. Control used to be with a stick, and Timothy shows us the-
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, go on, I'm I'm ready, Grace is ready now, you got up out of his seat, you were were kind of snoozing for a bit, but that woke us all up. Go on. I'm ready (laughs) I'm ready ready.
1: Control used to be with a stick And Timothy shows us the path to happiness Is a multi-vectored route Kill them with (laughs) kindness is a strategy Also with a cherry on top that's the first paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> but just so I can prepare myself, how many paragraphs
3: are
1: there? <laughs> to be fair, there's only two. Oh, thank we're, we're pretty much like 40% of the way through. Excellent, wonderful. Okay, so Grace is ready now. Grace, are you ready? Oh, absolutely. F-A-B. So, okay. F-A-B? Ooh. Thunderbirds. That, that's a reference <laughs> to the other guests who had the diaries reference as well. Thunderbirds, F-A-B.
0: Oh, of course. Famous famous catchphrase, FAB. Yeah, totally. No one knows what it means, but FAB. Oh, totally.
1: I'd like to see a TED Talk with Tarantino and Hedges about Pathways to Entertainment. I would love that too. Do I think Timmy Green will ever earn what Django does? No, but it should. (laughs) I-M-H-O. We think the Civil War... And all its death was needed to end slavery. But it's just not true. Many nations ended slavery without any war at all. Mm-hmm. Solving your problems with without violence almost sounds un-American, but exceptional <laughs> us does not mean everyone else is a demon to the to be demonized. A gentle great movie. Dot dot dot. You can kick the girl in the head and become best friends forever. Oh, we're still reviewing Timothy Green after we're on Django. I'm sorry, I got lost. Time is short, but everybody has the right not to be killed. I-M-H-O... Cho. I choose the green way and tread on kings, and it ends in in brackets I I don't
0: know what that means! I don't know what the fuck that means! Well, evidently it's... I take back anything I said about the vidiot's review? That one makes fucking complete sense now. I'm soz well, to right. the vidiot.
1: I don't know if you heard, but the last thing in it is the in brackets s-i-c, so that means that it's a direct quote from something.
0: Oh, I imagine it is. Maybe from Django. And I, just I remember. choose
1: the green way and tread on kings. But where are the baby boxes? Yellow light. But that's not in it, you're just adding that, but I wish it was. <laughs> well, no, it's so, done. I'm thank done. you
0: very much, Bartek, Grayson, a pleasure, as always, thanks. to have your poignant views and you be shocked at more of my life story being unfolded in front of you.
1: I'll admit, I haven't heard of the Slave Day thing. Oh,
0: man, you want to hear more of my kempsey no, oh stories? No, absolutely not. Uh, they're pretty great, but we don't save have enough for, time. Save it
1: for Gorbachat. Gorbachev. Chat.
0: Um, Bartek, pleasure. Pleasure pleasure a pleasure. Tra- yeah. yeah. uh, you guys can find us on the social medias of Facebook and Twitter. Spit and polished presents. We have an email in case you want to email us for any kind of requests or clarifications or questions or whatever.
1: That is Spit and Polished gmail.com.
0: You can be cool as well and rate us on whatever podcast platforming sites available allow you to rate and review us. iTunes for one. Well that's apparently called Apple Podcasts now. I oh, mean my we're mistakes. in the fast lanes now. Times they are changing. You can also As leave Gorbachev us,
1: once said. You can also <laughs> leave us YouTube comments where you we say have a the word dog in Indonesian.
0: Oh, cool. Uh, And uh, we, yeah, we have a YouTube that's going pretty popular. Uh, Grace, and you'll be proud to know that one of our most viewed podcasts on YouTube is The Boy Next Door.
2: Oh, really? That has you. I remember almost nothing from that
0: one. Uh, I remember the pumpkin thing. You remember pumpkins? You also called one of the teachers the Wolverine Man because he was super buff. No no, 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 you really. called him Beefcake. Oh, and Beefcake. You called <laughs> <got> him Beefcake. <laughs> that doesn't sound and, like me. No, no, you did. <laughs> and so you also strange. called the kid Lego Hair Boy because he had the hair of a <laughs> Lego man. Apparently. We, we actually
1: re-watched that movie the other week. It was great. <laughs> Why? We thought
0: of you when watching it because oh, it's like, oh, Grace, I should have been here. But until next time, listening people, remember to be kind to each other. Or we will beat you with that stick that that review was talking about. You don't want that. You don't want spit and polished, unchained.
2: That's not cool.
0: And if any of Cool you... spell with a K or...? No.
1: <laughs> then it's cool spell with a C. And if any of you listening are the people that, that stole that shipment of pencils that we were meant to get, you better watch yourself.